Cheers. Cheers. Solid. Nice solid beer. We're at, we're at um, Sacramento. Sacramento. Sac how do you pronounce it? I asked the guy. Sacramices. Yeah, I always thought Sacramices or something like that. But yes, Kana Ambi. DiplomacyGames.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just jump straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the bar already, straight into the drinks, you know. We don't muck around. That's right. And, um, well, haven't we got an exciting podcast for you today? Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to this one. Yep. So we've um, interviewed David E. Cohen um, and we'll quickly talk about that shortly. But first, I think, you know, what are you drinking, Ambi? Um, I'm having the Black Hops Hornet IPA. So, uh, that's nice. also what I've chosen. Oh, nice. We arrived at different there times. There we go. Here we go. It's not a bad drop as IPAs. I mean, soft for an IPA. Yeah, for an IPA. Yeah, IPAs are pretty safe, aren't they, really? Yeah, you can't go wrong with an IPA. No. Unless yeah. you're like my dad. He doesn't like IPAs or anything like that. He's just wants. What's the secret? I don't know. Cat's piss. Okay. Gold, or whatever that is. Like. Well, yeah, actually, no, it's even worse. He has like Cascade Light. Oh my god. I know. Yes. You may as well be drinking cat's piss. Although, on the weekend when I was, I stayed up with them up on the Sunshine Coast and um, went to the Heads Brewery or whatever. So basically, it's like the Nusa Heads Brewery. Okay. It's actually an industrial estate. And he had a, he had a, a like a 3.5 mid strength thing and they actually quite liked it and. That was good. Changing his ways. Yeah, changing his ways. And, um, yeah, I had a lovely beer up there. Bit bit too far for us to go just for a recording session, but fucking nice. It was a IPL. What's that? I assume it's an Indi- Indian pale lager. Oh, yeah. Okay. Never heard of it before. It tasted okay. very scrumptious. If I wasn't with my parents, it wouldn't be just having one schooner of having a few. Having a few. So we're in a pretty funky part of town, really. Fish Lane. It's got a bit of a reputation as being like a night out kind of place on the weekends, doesn't it? It is for the young folks, not for old codgers like us. It's a pretty funky bar. And there's um, to take a photo if you want to hear. Yep. There's a pinball machine, a couple of arcade machines. Um, got a little bottle shop to the back. Actually, is it a bar or a they brew in house or not? Uh, no, I don't think so because like Black Hops is a, 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 a Gold Coast brewery. They said that the tap number three is from somewhere down in Melbourne. I don't know. I reckon they're just kind of sourcing it for different different craft breweries. Okay. So what do they call themselves? Fermentologists or something? They're advertising. I thought they were piss heads, but anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, fermentalists. Fermentalists. I'll give them that. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. It's good. And they're pretty funky looking dudes with their dreadlocks and yeah, cool, I don't know, grungy swagger. Yeah, they, they don't look like diplomacy players, Kana. No. They're too cool for too diplomacy. Cool to play diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, one guy who is pretty cool and pretty good at diplomacy, and, or at least creating variant boards, although he's pretty good at playing anyway. David E. Cohen. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I mean, this guy's definitely one of my favourite variant creators. I think I told him in the uh, interview as well. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a fanboy moment. Bit of, bit you've, of had a, moment. you've had a lot of fanboy moments <laughs> lately, haven't recently, you? Yeah. Um, well, should we just jump straight into it? I think we should. All right.
Okay. Well, you <laughs> start, Kana. Oh. <laughs> well, right. normally I start, but you're recording, so you can start. Uh, okay. Oh, well, well I'm Kana, um, and today we've got David E. Cohen on the line. Um, we've just had a little bit of technical issues, um, hence the weird beginning. Um, Ambi is also on the line here. Um, David E. Cohen's produced a gazillion of one variants and he is without a doubt one of my most favorite variant designers um, of diplomacy variants um, out there so David welcome to the um, welcome to the show thank you glad to be here um, David I've um, I've actually ported a couple of your um, variants into V diplomacy um, I've, I've done the 901 known world um, Variant, which is uh, a, a, a variant set in the 901 around the, the Western known world, and I've done also your Maharaja variant um, into V Dip, both of which I've thoroughly enjoyed playing throughout it. Um, what, what's your um, what's your workflow? How do you how do you decide what variant your going to be focusing on at any given point in time? Well, uh, it's, it's somewhat happened. Sorry, David, I think you've dropped out. Have you got your mute on? I'm, I'm here. Oh, sorry, you, you just started talking and uh, disappeared. It's just going badly. <laughs> no, I, can, I can see. Yeah, are you there, David? <laughs> David, if you're talking, we can't hear you. Uh, but I see that you're not muted, so something's going wrong with the tech on one end of ours or yours. So, can you still hear us? Okay. Oh, he's gone now. <laughs> Fuck. I get the spots again. <laughs> this is a comedy of errors, isn't it? Oh, here we are. Um, oh, shit. I'm going to do this. Hold and accept. And accept. I'm going to just wait a sec. Okay. okay. I'll just keep this recording and we can trim it to wherever. Da- David, you there? Maybe add him back in. Um, Do you need to hang me up and give him a call? No, no, no. I'm trying to find him back now. You still recording? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, hey. David. <laughs> I was just saying to Kana, this is like becoming a comedy of errors. So this is, this is what happens. We're, we're really going out there for this excellent material that you've got. So um, <laughs> we're persevering. We're persevering. So I've, please... I've heard- Question: I heard your question. You wanted to know what the process is for how I decide to uh, create variants. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, I really don't have a uh, uh, a set method. Uh, I just I, I look for what interests me, and I also look for 
times and places which haven't been done to death a thousand times. Uh, you know, the world probably doesn't need another Western European variant set at the beginning of the 20th century. Mm. Yeah, there's heaps of those out there. Absolutely. How did you come up with the 1901 variant? Just starting off there. Uh, well, 901, uh, I guess you mean. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking that uh, it would be nice to do an, uh, a variant, a European variant, because the geography is great, uh, very varied. Uh, and I just figured I would uh, go back in time, and I just sort of thought, all right, let's go back exactly a thousand years. Uh, and uh, I created... Western World 901, based on that, and uh, Known World 901 is the expansion of Western World 901. Oh, okay. Well, that's just cleared. That's just cleared one thing up right straight away for me. I, I was, I was, I always had the impression that it was the other way around, David. You know, Western Western World was first, uh, uh, and uh, the way I design variants, uh, which typically have a lot of a lot of non-supply center provinces on the outside, uh, on the edges of the map, very few supply center provinces, it lends itself to expansion and, and sort of modularity. Uh, I have a variant that is in the queue, I guess, for uh, uh, addition to uh, uh, VDIP called uh, East Indies, which is a combination of the Maharajas and Spice Island variants. Awesome. Ambie, did you want to jump in there? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, um, when you're kind of bringing that together, so it is, is it like almost like literally taking the two maps and combining them, or you've kind of, rest- you've kind of reframed well, it from I, the beginning? I did, I did have that in mind from the beginning, uh, because the, the time frame is, was almost exactly the same, and I was careful to... Uh, uh, draft spice islands to the same scale as as maharajas so uh putting them together wasn't a big deal i mean i had to you know do some do some changes on, on, on the intersection uh but really 90 plus percent of that map was already done there would be no changes to it mm. now, now one of the when i was researching your your variants um, initially looking to port them to V diplomacy one of them I kept on coming back to um, your mandate of heaven variant I just I just kept on looking at that and was like oh that would be such a great variant to well, there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of tough rules on that too too yes yeah, uh, rules to affect I, I kind of I kind of want to redo the map on that. That's that's on my back burner to eventually redo and make better. Mm-hmm. So it, it's well, it's got standing armies. We can we can handle that. And you've got armies and fleets. So it's it's set in what what year is that set in? Um, uh, uh, n- notionally, it's three sixty nine BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the middle of the Warring States period. Yep, and yeah. So the the thing was, it it did have a whole heap of um, added added rules associated with the variant. But it it it's it was one that I um, kept on coming back to and thought, oh, if we could if we could manage that, that would be a really 
um, fun one to put in. I'm glad that you're talking about maybe doing a redesign in that way. Are you thinking about doing redesign on the actual variant rules themselves, or you are happy as it stands and leave it as it uh, I'd have to. I'd have to take a look at it. Uh, I, I know I want to redo some things about the map and maybe simplify the rules a bit. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just not sure, and there's so many other things that I want to do first. Absolutely, absolutely. Can I just jump in for a sec, David? So for, for those listeners who are not familiar with the Mandate of Heaven variant, um, you've already talked about before around the idea of one thing that appeals to you is, is picking an actual map that hasn't been done to death. And I think that's that particular uh, period of time that you're looking at within, obviously, that really ancient bit of China hasn't been done too many other times. So you've done that one. That's great. But what, what within the rules there lend itself to really at the moment, I mean, that face-to-face play slash adjudication because it can't be ported to the online environment at the moment uh, based on the current code set? Well, you've got the, the Shangnu which are, I guess, ancient Huns, uh, they are unsupplied for the first several years. That's one, that's one, I think, tough item for people. Uh, then you've got the special, uh, the special uh, disbandment rule uh, with the last army uh, has to be, uh, is more difficult to disband. The last units are more difficult to disband uh, than normal. So that's, you know, I think that would that would be difficult on the adjudication software. Um, and I, I'd have to think about it. Uh, but more more than that, uh, more than that, I'd want to uh, I'd want to mess around with the map. Uh, unlike a lot of my variants, this variant is super dense. Mandate of in Mandate of Heaven, everybody is Austria, and then some. Mm. <laughs> So it's a very different feel from my my variants, which are at most about as dense as standard, and uh, several of them are much less dense than standard. So when you say every player is Austria, what what would be the context of the fact that you know the fact that you kind of everyone's theoretically in the centre of the board, you no one's on the corners, or or, or what? Uh, with the with the exception of the nomads, everybody's in the center. It's all very densely packed. Uh, so you've got many neighbors, very close. Um, I you know I just I also have a feeling uh, I haven't done the research and and done the done the the work on it, but I have a feeling it's rather stalemate prone uh, as well. Uh, so I want to I want to work on that to an extent. So when it comes to like a, a map like or a variant like Mandate of Heaven, um, and the fact that it's not currently available as a playable version online, um, I guess where I'm getting at with this question is at the moment as a, as a variant creator, you can kind of hop onto VDIP right now and you can see how many games have been played of um, you know Known World, how many people have played Maharaja, and as an actual creator, you can go, okay, I've got some validation that people are, are playing the game, hopefully enjoying the game. Do are you? Do you get any feedback, or are you aware of when or that people are playing that Mandate of Heaven variant because it's not in that online environment? Like, do people pick it up and run with it? Right. It would be uh, it would be hand hand adjudicated, obviously. Uh, uh, I've heard of a few games being played. It's not, you know, obviously a lot of people will just gravitate toward uh, uh, variants that are on 
specific platforms uh, that you know handle the adjudication for them. So uh, obviously, it's a it's not going to get played by those people because they just they don't want to deal with the hand adjudication. And I can I can understand that. Yeah. David, how long have you been making variants for? You're pretty prolific with it. Uh, my very first variant uh, was made shortly after I started playing. So that would have been 1980, 1981. It was done on paper, and it was a map of South America, six-player variant, I remember. And it was very bad. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing that. <laughs> In what ways was it bad? Uh, I think it, I don't think it was terribly balanced. Uh, I think that there were too many sort of guaranteed moves, uh, sort of, you know, army Constantinople to Bulgaria kind of moves. And, uh, you know, I, I, I gave it over to the, uh, gaming society uh, the gaming club at my college, and uh, good riddance. Hopefully, it was you know it was burned. <laughs> I don't have the map anymore. That's for sure. Okay. Um, your your most recent project, if I can call it that, um, I, I'm assuming it's your most recent project. But it's uh, Dawn of the Enlightenment, um, which is a yes. which is a world map essentially. Um, it, it's. Um, you know, you've got North South America, the whole of Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, and it's um, it's a lovely looking beast. Um, is that it's in variant? It's in version two point one. Um, has that been resolved now? I know you were doing some play testing around that. Um, what, what's well, there's been uh, there's been a couple of play tests, and uh, I've done the uh, I've done what I think is the final map. Uh, the only thing that I think it would be likely to change is victory criteria. Uh, this is that uh, this is the variant that has uh, variable victory criteria, all of which are less than half. I mean, it's sort of between. Uh, I think uh, I'm not looking at it right now, but I believe the victory criteria range from 34 to 45 supply centers, and I believe there are 138 total. Mm. So. Uh, uh, you know, you can have uh, uh, you can have several uh, several powers reach the victory criterion, their 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 individual victory criterion simultaneously in theory, and then they would have to duke it out until one of them uh, wins by more than the others, or uh, you've got uh, uh, only one that has reached the victory criterion if uh, if others you know lose their supply centers. Right. Um... Now, now, forgive me if I'm wrong, um, but with with the timeline of your creation in this, the, the, you, I remember there was a big discussion around sea lanes, um, and you've gone, no, no, this, there, there's another way to deal with that. Um, oh, what would you say the the gridlock that can occur in in these ocean territories um, that would often happens in these larger right. world spanning maps, right. and I've got a um, You've, you've, yeah, so you've got a, a quite a unique solution sitting here for Dawn of the Enlightenment. Right. Originally in version one, I had a number of, of complex rules which were great, but which caused an adjudication to take uh, 
three to four hours, not something I was wanting to particularly do, and I'm, I'm willing to bet it would be impossible to code, including in, in the ocean provinces, the ability to have multiple units in, in the provinces. Mm. So I, I ditched all that and, and went much simpler and came up with uh, high seas provinces, which are very similar to sea lanes, except they don't have the... Uh, I, I forget what sea lanes they they call them in sea lanes the master zones, mm. uh, the overseer zones, whatever they are. Yep. Sea lanes, uh, the the high seas provinces are in effect stacked on top of each other. Uh, they they occupy the same geographic space, but they're all sort of equal, and you can have as few or as many as you want. The current uh, version has six, so you could theoretically have six. Uh, there are six provinces located in the North Atlantic, uh, and they border all of the uh, the littoral ocean provinces. You know, the the English Channel, the Caribbean Sea, that sort of thing. Uh, similar, again, similar to sea lanes, but simpler. The concept is is just simpler to deal with. Yeah, I think that's probably, I'm kind of visualising, I can't remember the name of the variant, but there is a, a classic variant, which is basically like the classic board where you've got the classic board and then the classic board on top of that classic board and then another classic board underneath it or something like that. So that... The Twin twin Earths, it's an old, old yeah. variant. Yeah, yeah, that's, I had that in mind. Uh, I had that in mind as one of the, it was one of the influences. Uh, uh, you know, why, why couldn't I do that? And then I asked... Uh, I asked someone who uh, has done a bunch of variants on VDIP, and I said, this wouldn't be difficult to code, would it? And he said, nope, not at all. And, you know, then I went ahead with it. Would that make it too easy, though, to kind of break through stalemate lines? Uh, the, as far as I'm aware, there are no stalemate lines in Dawn of the Enlightenment, for which I am glad. Uh, <laughs> So, in which case, if, if, uh, but, if you don't have again, any stalemate you, lines, then presumably you'd be always worried. Like, for example, any power has got a coastal position, which is pretty much almost everyone, I'm assuming, always is, has to maintain some form of what defence to make sure that nobody just sneaks in through the back door. Uh, yes, I don't I don't have an issue with that. The high seas <laughs> provinces, uh, the high seas provinces, however, don't themselves border any supply centres. So you've got, you know, you've got a little warning. Yeah. Uh, so this is how you basically, as you said, like you, if you wanted to, let's say you're in America and you want to invade France, you'd have to go from like somewhere from an, a, a, a territory right. within the U.S. From, into a literal zone like on the eastern seaboard USA or something, then into one of these high seas zones, then off into something like western, you know, I don't know, uh, right. North Atlantic or hey, something, and then that right. would then take you... Channel. There is, English you know, Channel, yes. The English okay. Channel, and then you hit, and then you hit uh, France. Yes, that's yeah. So, so you it would can take see some it coming. time. Yeah, okay. oh, that's good. Yeah. That makes more sense. Well, and you can also, you know, obviously, if you want to use the concept, you can change the number of stacked high seas provinces. Uh, I originally had seven in version two point I reduced it to six. I mean, you could have three of them if you want. Uh, uh, you know, the concept's very flexible. I, I hate stalemate lines, so I'm okay with six. Can Can I ask you one more question around that concept of stacking on the um, on the high seas, David? Um, you've got sure. six. You've got six territories there. 
Um, and let's say England wants to um, rule the waves, so to speak. Um, he's conquered Europe. He's wanting to establish himself in the North Atlantic region as an eminently powerful sea power. Um, can he stack those territories with six of his own units to control that space? And or can he support himself from one territory in that high sea to another territory in the high sea if, say, um, France happens to have a two fleet sitting there already? The answer to both of those questions is yes. Mm. You can, if you want to, if you want to put six fleets, and, you know, one fleet into each of the six high seas provinces, you can do that. Yep. They're all adjacent to each other and they function as normal sea provinces. You can support into them, you can convoy through them. Uh, it's just that, you know, visually it's sort of different than what you'd be used to. Sure. Uh, I have them as, I have them as boxes, uh, within a, a larger area, but that larger area is just there to show adjacency. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously what we'll, we'll do for our listeners is we'll provide, um, you know, in the show notes, a link through to the, the most recent version of the map. Well, what, what is the most recent version, David? Is it, I'm looking at a one, which is version 2.0. Is there a, a later version to that? There is 2.1. Okay. Uh, which uh, I, I can email to you if you like, or uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think that would be useful. That way, we make sure we're using the right one. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, isn't it, as a map, because you've got that real packed density of supply centres and territories in in Europe, um, and to a, to a certain extent, strangely enough, like in that uh, southern India portion of the map. But then everything else is quite open and balanced, with the exception of like um, you know your far northwest territories in, in uh, Canada and Australia. Um, so that's something that that I can imagine would be really, really challenging, I think, for a few people kind of getting their heads around. Do you, do you see it be some, um, uh, I suppose the, I don't know, I was, just, I was just zooming in on the map. So once you actually zoom in on the map a little bit more, it's easy to kind of see you and get your way around those smaller territories. Um, have you got much yeah. feedback? From, from people around any of this, this the way it's physically located and organized? It is it is a huge brute of a map. And, and yes, there are a few areas that are quite dense. Uh, yeah, as you said, notably, it's uh, dense in Europe, it's dense in India, uh, and also the Caribbean. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've, had, uh, I've had people complain that Europe is too dense. I've had people complain that the rest of the world is not dense enough. Uh, which is good. If I get complaints from both sides, it's likely to be fairly balanced. Uh, so what, that's through playtesting at the moment, or...? I'm on hiatus from playtesting that because I think I'm basically done. Uh, I like the way it looks. I like the way it feels to me. And, and again, it's something that I can, I can mess around with the victory criteria rather than change the map. If... Whatever India is is deemed to be too weak, I can lower its victory criterion. If Spain is deemed to be too strong, I can raise the victory criterion. That's the variable victory criteria is, I think, a great uh, a great tool. Uh, I, I suppose it could be played with all the powers being having the same, but uh, there are some powers. Uh, you know, the, the the starting supply centers 
go from four from several of the powers, the smallest ones, to nine. And I just think that, uh, you know, giving giving some help to the small powers by, by you know, having their victory criteria be, uh, be significantly less than that of the largest powers uh, is... Uh, is a good thing. The uh, the largest powers all have globe-spanning empires as well. So they're if, if everything comes out right for them, they can really boom and and grow fast. But they can also be wiped out because they have to deal with attacks from all over the world. The smallest powers are all compact. I've got to say, I love that idea of having multiple, sorry, variable, sorry, variable uh, winning conditions. Because um, if you take any any map you know, of a similar vintage, I want to say similar vintage, you know, that whole colonial type of period, inevitably you'll get like um, England usually wins because it starts with by far the most amount of supply centres, and then occasionally you'll get other weird things where maybe you know Holland or, uh... or Netherlands win. Um, this really gets that around. One of the reasons, yeah, that that's one of the reasons I picked the period that I did as well. I mean, number one, it's right at the beginning of the uh, War of the Spanish Succession and the Great Northern War, so you know things were about to change a lot. There hasn't been a lot of variants that that go in that period, but there was also no really dominant power at that time. Spain was starting to to go on the way down. England was on the way up. France was quite powerful at the time as well. Uh, and you've got the older colonial empires like Portugal and the Netherlands, which while they don't have a, a big presence in Europe, they have very extensive colonial empires in this, in this variant, as they did in real life. David, is anyone actively... Um in the process of porting this variant um, to a platform that you know of? I do not know of that, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll appeal to uh, your listeners. Uh, if anybody wants to work with me on that, I would be glad to. Uh, I am not very computer literate, but I can do I can do Scott work. <laughs> you know, I can make adjacency lists, that sort of thing, and, and test things out. Uh, uh, so I would gladly work with people. I've I've collaborated with uh, uh, with people on on variants in the distant past, uh, uh, and wouldn't mind doing it again as well. I, I I sort of lend myself out for analysis to people uh, as well. I've helped people with uh, with ideas and maps and things. When you're when you're making a variant. Um there's a bit of literature around there around you know what what's the supposed ideal ratio between supply center and neutral um, empty supply centers um, in neutral territories empty territories um, do you have a rule of thumb as to you know how many supply centers to sprinkle in there and I'm just thinking more like what sort of advice you would give to a budding variant creator out there well I typically have something close to what standard is. I mean, I will have more initially owned supply centers than I would have neutrals. Uh, um, I just, I, I'm not afraid to have more neutrals or less neutrals. Uh, it's just that 
it, it sort of generally works out that way. I don't want to make it too easy for uh, powers to get a ton of, of builds early, but I also don't want to make it difficult. I, I'd rather not have powers go out in the second or third year as a routine uh, occurrence. I like to have, let people have some play uh, before they get eliminated, although if you, you know, if you if you mess up or you know, if people all want to go after you, that's it's going to happen no matter what. Do you, so when you're when you're looking to assign territories, um, how do you make that decision? Like you, you've mentioned a, a little bit earlier in this interview um, that you hate stalemate lines. Um, so you're, you're, you're obviously keeping that in mind um, when you're putting down territories and you're shuffling regions around. Um, I mean, uh, sometimes it can't be avoided. Uh, I mean, uh, although, I, you know, I'll try to minimize it. Maharajas, for example, it's one of my older variants. It has some stalemate lines, but they're rather difficult to get to. Uh, certainly more difficult to uh, attain than in standard. Uh, but they're there. Uh, I, I specifically set out in Dawn of the Enlightenment to avoid stalemate lines entirely, hence it's it's a lot less dense, and obviously it's a wraparound map, so there aren't any corners, which, which helps too. Uh, and chaos builds. Build anywhere, for those who don't know the chaos variant, I guess. Build in any home center. Sure. Um, the, the variant I'm currently working on is sort of a return to a more dense uh, uh, a more dense variant. It's going to be somewhat more similar to standard. Uh, I'm still in the midst of working on it, but uh, it looks like uh, it looks like the density is going to be about the same as uh, uh, in standard, although it'll be smaller. I've, I've done I haven't done a small variant in a very long time. Uh, when I say small, I mean smaller than standard. So this is a real uh, this is a real change uh, for me. It looks like it's only going to be five powers and maybe twenty nine supply centers. And, and tell us a bit more about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the if you first. Want to. <laughs> I, I got no problem doing that. Uh, this is the first. I want to say alternate history variant I've done in quite a long time. Uh, this is uh, uh, a variant uh, specifically uh, dealing with the United States in uh, the start would be 1801. Uh, and for those who don't know their American history, uh, before the United States Constitution was ratified in the late 1780s, uh, there was a very weak central government uh, under something called the Articles of Confederation. The Constitution almost didn't get ratified. It came very close to not being ratified, and in this variant, it wasn't. So you're going to have, it looks like, four powers, uh, which were American states, those being New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and South Carolina. Uh, I had originally wanted Massachusetts as well, but it looks like geographically that's not going to work. And then you have an American Indian uh, or excuse me, Native American power, uh, Tecumseh's uh, Confederation. You can look that up, uh, all you listeners out there. Uh, and uh, uh, they'll be duking it out in eastern North America. 
podcast like fun. The, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to go the whole divided states thing and have uh, you know thirteen different American you know colonies, each with its own supply center. I, I, I generally like my variants to be historically realistic to the extent that I can, and 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 that it doesn't impact playability too much. You're, you're this, this, to, as I said, it almost occurred. Yeah, you're speaking to Ambie's heart right here and now. I think. <laughs> You, you need to have some uh, other crazy thing going on at the, at the same time, though, David. You need to have, like, you know, the... Um, what, what, I think the, the, the Barbary Wars were on at the same time when the United States was fighting, what, someone over in Africa? So. Well, it is, it, is the beginning, it is the beginning of the Napoleonic Wars at that time. Uh, yeah, true. So that's... Uh, um, there, will be, there will be a couple of French... Uh, um, supply centers that will be uh, open for the taking uh, and also the, the newly I guess at that time proclaimed Republic of Haiti uh, will be attackable just to give fleet something to do that makes sense um, actually I've got one, can I just go back to Dawn of the Enlightenment just for a moment sure so the fact that you're, you're speaking to two Australians is there any reason that Tasmania is left off the map Australia itself was almost left off the map. Uh, I mean, it was barely discovered in, in 1701. Um, I just, uh, I, I did put a dot on there uh, because I needed something in that area. Uh, but uh, nothing personal, guys. <laughs> no. That was the, that was the time. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, for, yeah, you look, you're 100% correct. Like, East Coast of Australia hadn't been discovered then, but uh, Tasmania, I think, had. Um, New Zealand had. It's not on the map. So, But mind you, I think, then, then again, you might just be looking at more from a purely a gameplay. And, and as, you, as you point out, there's nothing much down there at the time except for, you know, the local Indigenous tribes um, in both of those locations. So I think one supply centre is probably actually a bit more generous than one would normally expect at the time based on quote-unquote perceptions of civilization um, back in that, yeah. that period of time. As, as I said, I almost didn't include it. So, uh, yeah, it, it squeaked in by, by reason of playability rather than, you know, that that's a historical departure, I guess. No, that's cool. Um, so... You've talked a little bit around David around you know what makes a what makes a great variant as far as you're concerned. Is there any advice you've got for people who like the idea of variants and want to create their own? Uh, sure, I've I've given these pieces of advice, not all of which are original to me, but I, I can certainly you know give them again. I think I've mentioned before. Uh, don't don't put in a bunch of automatic moves. Uh, nobody, nobody needs to have Army Constantinople always going to Bulgaria. Uh, um, that's you know that's the way it is in in standard diplomacy. Um, I also want to see every power should be able to either plausibly ally with or plausibly attack each of its neighbors. Uh, I don't need to have everything be exactly balanced as long as each power has a reasonable chance of victory. Um, you know, standard works just fine as far as that's concerned. Yes, Italy is weaker than uh, 
uh, you know, France, but you can, it, that, that sort of thing gets compensated for. And as, as a variant gets played more and more, people will realize that power X is strong. We should, you know, restrict its ability to grow. Power Y is weak. You know, I don't need to worry so, so much about that one, which means that power Y will likely, you know, maybe get overlooked and have its chance to, uh, have its chance to grow. Um, I would, what I caution, I also caution people to make rules changes only after careful consideration. The more rules changes you make, the more of an audience you may lose, maybe more difficult to implement on various platforms, and there's more of a chance that you will unintentionally just imbalance the variant or make it unplayable for whatever reason. Okay. Um, for, for, for players who are purely um, like just playing the classic board, uh, is, is there a pitch that you could put to them around why maybe they should consider playing a variant occasionally? Uh well, I, I like playing variants, and I, I even like playing some that aren't mine, uh, uh, because, well, for one thing, a lot of the time, it just gets boring. I, you know, I don't, uh, you know, people have done exhaustive analysis of stalemate lines and, and um, openings as though diplomacy were chess, which it is not. Uh, I, I get a, a laugh out of people, by the way, you know, discussing what opening is, you know, the best opening for Germany in, in standard or, uh, uh, you know, why you should never, uh, why you should always bounce in Galicia if you're, if you're Austria and Russia, uh, when the board is, the board and the personalities around it are, are what rules. And with a variant especially a variant that hasn't been played a thousand times. Nobody has any idea what the, the best opening is. Uh, and, and there aren't, a, you know, everybody isn't all going, oh, well, I, I always, uh, you know, move to the Black Sea as Turkey. Uh, uh, you know, it's just sort of, it's fresh. Uh, and, uh, and again, you know, you get to, uh, you get to play, uh, you know, a game where you know nobody's ever wanted this power before. <laughs> nobody's ever played it. Uh, I mean, Dawn of the Enlightenment. You've got um, Oman as a power. Where else are you going to play Oman as a power? Probably nowhere. Which, uh, you know, if you happen to be Omani, uh, you might get a kick out of that. No, absolutely. Um. Just as a, I mean, I've, I've found the, the, the version two point one, so we can actually create a link through to your um, your diplomacy um, website that you had. Is it Diplo Miscellany? Uh, um, I call it Diplo Miscellany, but yes. Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll go with your pronunciation over my my half-assed version. Um, when do you, when, is there plans at the moment to? Um, to port Dawn of the Enlightenment to a server somewhere, or you're kind of coming up against limitations at the moment on that. Well, uh, again, I, I just I just don't have the skill to do something like that to to port it to VDEP or or someplace else. Uh, you need someone like Kana to do that for you. 
Well, that's ten, ten, ten. I was asking before if, any, if anyone was actually working on it, um, because it, it yeah. Yeah, no, no one that I'm, no one that I am aware of. Uh, and uh, I again, it's it's such a big brute of a map. Uh, I, someone I someone is talking to me about trying to make it make it smaller, but uh, uh, I I don't see how that can be done without uh, some heavy duty distortion, uh, which I, you know is fine. Uh, uh, but you, you're just going to make the European provinces and, and the Indian Caribbean provinces microscopic. So it's, I would think that that's difficult work. It's going to have to stay a, a gigantic map because it's the whole world. Actually, just looking at the map, one thing I, I didn't ask before, which I wanted to double check, the positioning of the oceans. So it's, there's clearly, for example, within the, the high seas areas, you know, you've got a direct connection between, say, South Atlantic and Indian Ocean, as an example. Um, can you traverse between North Atlantic and South Atlantic high sea areas? It's hard to tell with the way that the littoral zones are, are butting up against each other. Uh, yes, North Atlantic and South Atlantic are adjacent. It is it is shown in the rules. It, it comes to a, it's a four way intersection, and so all of the all of the high seas provinces in North Atlantic are adjacent to all of the high seas provinces in South Atlantic. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. So, uh, disbandments, disbandments from high sea zones are going to be pretty near impossible. Forced disbandments, that is. But yeah, uh, I, I never say never, but yeah. uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I must admit, I keep looking at this map, David, and I just, I'm just i looking forward to someone taking up the, the, the baton and kind of taking it forward because it's a, it's a, really wonderful map I, I love it I think it's got so much potential so um, Kana you need to kind of get your coding skills out again mate <laughs> <laughs> out of out of okay so while we're on that how many territories are there just land territories I am not sure but I'm I think there are 300 odd I, I don't know that I've ever counted them okay. I believe there are over 300 okay so that have yeah okay so that, it's just a, 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 a an added step that needs to be. Done I know there are one hundred thirty eight dots. Hundred hundred okay right. So there's probably yeah if it's in the realms of anything over two hundred and fifty, then there has to be um, a bit of um, dual map making magic on the variant porter's side. Um, but you know I've done that before. It's um, for the for the World War Four. Um, variants um, yeah look I guess I guess if I was going to port this I'd, I'd probably maybe check aboard your stacking system so you've got, at the moment you have them sitting one on top of the other in a straight line um, uh, but if, and, and the, I have no no particular uh, preference as far as that concern that's concerned again it, as you say it could be checkerboard it could be a rosette doesn't doesn't make any difference Oh yeah, yeah. No, the only reason I was um, making that suggestion is that when um, you know when it comes to adjudication, you'll have a whole heap of arrows sort of running over the top of each other um, between them, um, yeah, and it yes. make it difficult to follow what visually what's happened on the board. Right. Yes. V VDIP and a lot of the other platforms. All of whenever you move from whatever. Uh, Western Med to Tyrrhenian Sea, the arrow is always in the same place. Correct. So yeah, you, you can move you can move the boxes around too. 
make it easier to, to visualize. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, look, I'm, 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 I'm actually coming up to a bit of a, a, a break from work, um, starting at the end of next week. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to get my hands on uh, on a large copy. Actually, David, um, I, I can yes. flick you an email, and um, maybe you can attach one back to me, and I'll I'll get it started at least. I thought you. I thought you were going to start doing your your Squirrel Wars variant, can I? Do you know about that one, David? Squirrel Wars? No. You kind of let David know, and then he can make the decision of whether you should put your effort into Dawn of the Enlightenment or Squirrel Wars. Look, look, Amby, I was that drunk when I spoke about it. I think probably you have a better better recollection of of the concept. I think my recollection was it's played across multiple trees that are like fractal things between like the canopy and the middle bit and the trunk and whatever and the uh, acorns in the tree or fallen on the ground of the supply centres and then you said something about fat squirrels and fast squirrels who kind of can move in different ways and locations. So. <laughs> yes, uh, and I was worried about Dawn of the Enlightenment being difficult to code. <laughs> <laughs> So, so as a variant developer, David, do you think that's a bit of a thumbs down? I have no comment. <laughs> oh, I've spoken like a true diplomacy player. <laughs> it's it's difficult as a diplomacy player and as me to not comment on diplomacy-related things. <laughs> so talking about variants and as a variant creator, um, what maps produced by other um, creators do you particularly like and why? Who am I a fan of, huh? Um, uh, well, I, I, I admire Baron Powell's maps. Uh, his rule sets are rather complicated, but uh, he does his research. He balances well. I mean, I'm talking about uh, 1900. Uh, his variant College Cardinals, which uh, he did with, uh, what's the guy's name? Tim Hayward, I think. My apologies. Yeah, I, think it, I think it was, yeah. Uh, I also like uh, Benjamin Hester's variants. Uh, he's uh, Sengoku, uh, mm. notably. Um uh, let me think. Uh, uh, going going against my my feelings. Uh, I mean, it looks like it looks like Enriador's. That's Luis Neto. Uh, his new European variant looks pretty good. Uh, actually, he's got two. He's got a World War One era variant and a World War Two era variant. Um, I'm sure there are others that I'm just not thinking of right now. Um, there's a lot of crappy variants out there, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, uh, as someone once said, 90% of all science fiction is crap, but 90% of everything is crap, so it's perfectly understandable. The good ones will survive, and the bad ones will be forgotten. I know I've got some bad ones that deservedly should be forgotten. Okay. Awesome. Um I've got no more questions that are jumping to my mind. Can how about you? Um, n- no, nothing. Um, I'll I'll flick you an email, David, to get the ball rolling on the um, 
on the, the porting of the Age of Enlightenment variant. But um, other than that, thank you very much for you know sticking with know, us. You know, with our. Um... <laughs> I know there's a big. Uh, I know there's a big backup of, uh, of variants waiting to be uh, 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 waiting to be given the final blessing and and. You know, flicking the switch by uh, Oli, I guess. Is it Oli or Oli? I never know. Um, Oli, I think. Well, I always pronounce it as Oli. Yeah, yeah, no, same there, Oli. Yeah. It's short for Oliver, so. All right. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're 100% correct. There's like a few things that are backing up there because because he is the um, obviously the admin and sole admin and it requires him to do something and everything I kind of hear at the moment is he's got too much stuff unfortunately going on in real life to to get it but yes exactly. this is yeah but looking at looking at that at the um at dawn of the enlightenment I think it's going to take Kana a little while anyway so it's no big deal I'm sure he'll be fine right. we can we can touch base in about three years time and I'm sure he might be getting close to finishing by then oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well let me tell you, when I when I win a big lottery and buy the rights to diplomacy, I'll have somebody working on this stuff full time. <laughs> I wonder how much that would cost. I can't imagine it would cost all that much. Um, my guess is, my guess it would it wouldn't be seven figures. That's for sure. It might not even be six, but I think it would be six. That's not something I've ever thought about. No, it's actually six figures. Six figures. I'm talking U.S. dollars, by the way. So, Um, real money, yeah. Um, I'm sure the Australian dollar spends just fine. Well, it does when we go to the pub. (laughs) I've noticed that. (laughs) Awesome, David. Um, I think that's a bit of a wrap, Kata. So we'll, we'll wrap things up. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for persevering for uh, all of the technology issues we had at the start. Uh, fingers crossed that um, the recording Kata's done has worked out well so that we can kind of bring it across. And, um, yeah, look forward to further work, particularly on your, your upcoming one, um, based around um, th- those five American states going head-to-head. Thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, guys having me on. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back. And we're back. Cheers. Cheers. Great interview. Awesome interview. I really, really enjoyed all the exploration around Dawn of the Enlightenment. I've started doing that, by the way. Oh, have you? Yeah. I thought you were just, like, doing the usual... No, Pain a bullshit no, thing. No, yeah, 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 no, I'll do no, that. No, no, and then, no, no, like, no, no, you know, no, no, I check in two no, or three episodes later no, and nothing's happened. No, no. He sent me the full, um, he sent me the big map. Yeah. And I'm going about splitting it into layers. Ah, okay. Um, so the first step is to um, move the, the territory names and the supply centres above. As a separate layer? Map. Yeah, yeah, separate yeah. layer. It's actually um, worth playing, just describing for anyone who, who plays it, web dip, feed dip. I, don't, I assume play dip is the same, but I don't really know. The way that the maps online are physically constructed, it's not just like one image. It's like multiple images laid on top of each other, both with units, but also the lines of the countries or territories and then the actual names of them as well. And then some of the really big maps like this one. Well, this one I'm going to have to yeah, go multiple further and yeah. do multiple um, layers. Um, I guess anyone who's mucked around with 
any of the drawing programs like GIMP or Photoshop or Paint or any of these ones that would be familiar with the concept of having layers sitting above layers as a, like a transparency mask. Yeah, yeah. And you, you see through and um, what's above you see first prior to what's below it. So what has to sit at the bottom is essentially the um, the map. Um, and so I've gone through the process of taking all the names off, all the supply centres, popping them into a separate layer. Yes, right, um, because dots are on the same thing as the words, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's just a process. You have to... You've got some pretty powerful tools, but it doesn't... I mean, there's, there's time spent where you just have to, you know, alter things pixel by pixel. Yep, yep. Um, and such as it is. And, of course, um, the way David styles his maps... He doesn't. Um, he doesn't put a black line between the coast on the coast of the territories. Ah, so it's just like a, a beige for land, blue for water, and there's no black line Demar- between demarcation lines. Yeah, ah. which is fine. I mean, it looks fine. Like no world plays fine like that. Yeah, so you don't actually need it, though, do you? No, you don't actually need it. But what he has done because of his um, the high seas, it's a deeper shade of blue. Yeah. But he hasn't demarcated that line, that territory from the sea territory, yep. uh, the coastal regions. Yep. So I don't think there's any quick way about it other than actually drawing physically drawing on the computer screen on the on the map with a mouse um, a black demarcation line delineating the coastal region and the high sea yep. region I don't think there's a shortcut to that so that's where I'm up to okay yep so how much work is involved to do all that shit well I sat down at about two hours of it last on the same night that we had the interview yeah, so yeah. Saturday night, whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, so I think a couple of weekends I'll be close to having it sort of ready to import. So then actually, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, unit placement a bit later on. I know Ollie's very busy with VDIP at the real life from VDIP at the moment, so I was thinking of hitting up Flame from um, yeah. the Russian yep. site, runs on the same code, yep. um, hitting him up and having getting access to his um, developer lab. I can't remember who suggested it to me in one of the mod forums, but I got that same type of feedback, I think, where, you know, Ollie is flat out because of corona shit. Yep. Toby is flat out with Toby shit. Yep. Real life. Real life stuff yeah, that he yeah. kind of flagged with us. Whatever. Well, he's flagged with me, I don't know if he's flagged with you. No, he, um, he, he mentioned it on the mod forum, what he's yeah, busy yeah, yeah. with. So, yeah, so he's, he's unavailable. So yep. really, actually, you're, you're right, probably the only real vehicle at the moment to do some of that stuff would be to create it would be within the um, the Russian one but what or about or making your own server and I just don't know how to do that oh no 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 I have no fucking idea how to do that shit um, but to, to do all that because of the, the different um, winning conditions depending uh, on the size of the yeah. thing you're going to probably need somebody with some PHP skills on that one that's the only well, downside, I'm, I can see. I'm going to leave that in on the official rules of the page, right? So that you can GM a game 
you could have like a GM, someone GM the game on PHP, on yeah. VDIP or WebDIP, or VDIP where it's going to be played, and the GM can um, can basically finish a game when it's when one of those victory conditions are met. But it have to be ranked or whatever, wouldn't it? Or it doesn't really matter because how do they allocate the points? Yeah, I mean, we could do funny stuff like they do with, um, like, Renovigazzo. Renovigazzo. Renovigazzo, yeah. One of my old favourite maps. Um, basing it around the PPSC yep. kind of scenario, which we no longer use. As a, anyway, blah. Um, but I think the main thing yeah. is, I mean, if, you, if you do all the hard yards anyway with the map, and the units and how that build stuff all works. Yep. Then all you, you're pretty much either a you can do exactly what you said. You can go live with a, a beta version that just doesn't have that added rule set involved. Yep. And um, someone can GM it and make yep. it happen. And then later on, when some of our PHP friends have a bit more bandwidth, come back online. They can kind of time. maybe do yep. that bit, and then you can kind of like do a next version or like a full release version. Um, but the way that the, um, the the high seas, you know, area works, none of that needs any extra coding. It's just that's straight normal coding, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's, it's, that's a very clever way of breaking up stalemate lines on the sea. So. And I, I remember, I remember many many episodes ago, you talked about something similar to that concept of, of stacking, for lack of a better word. Well. Yeah, I, I, I've been following the Age of Empires variant for a while, and I think originally, like very early on, there was, that, there was talking about just doesn't matter, you can just put as many units as you would like onto the high seas. Yep. Everyone's got access to it, you don't bounce in it. So, um, some additional thoughts. It's obviously evolved a long way since um, since that idea. Yep. And I think it's quite a nice one, too. Like, yeah, I mean, what if you do meet a fleet in the high seas? You're not just going to wave at each other if you're in, if at war. Draw up guns and fire, aren't you? You know, so. Well, you could. There's a, there's a, there's a highly significant the, chance of missing them. Well, not, it's not just that, but what do you achieve? So let's say, for example. Well, you could use it to bounce. You could deliberately oh. bounce on a sea territory if you don't actually want to take it. Yeah. Right? And keep yourself in a coastal region. You self bounce yourself there. Um. You know, but you've got one in six chance of hitting someone at random, so you still have to have some sort of coordination around. But it sounded to me like like the way David was approaching it was he was using the high seas area as a a way, a way of getting rid of stalemate lines. You know what I mean? So well, it does. Yeah. So it would be a case of you know you're in high seas location. You know, let's say it's North Atlantic, and you're in box one. I'm in box two. And, someone else is in box three or whatever like that yep we can attack each other it doesn't really achieve anything well but it's more let's likely say, let's say person in box three you know they're going to be using that as a convoy I could support box two you into oh, box yeah, three yeah, yeah, and yeah. break that convoy yes okay. yeah, yeah okay. Well, that's, that's a good point so I'm already seeing like reasons why you know it and could be useful to compete on the high seas but it's essentially you couldn't keep ownership of the sea territory if you've got enough if someone's got enough territories units to stack a high sea territory they're already heavily invested in fleets yeah so you know you're weighing that up too like there's no transform room 
No, that's true, yeah. Um, and the fact that the, whilst they're kind of visually stacked and they look like, you know, well, one's only connected to two, two's only connected to one and three, they're all connected to each other. The fact that he talked about that idea of we could easily just show it as a rosette or something like that. Well, where he has they changed all... it to a rosette. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, so okay. I didn't know that. On rosette, so. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody can kind of tap each other. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's going to be... If you can pull it off and then later on especially get that last final bit of the rule set, um, that's going to be a magic, magic It'll be a great variant. map to play. Great yeah. map to play. It'll, be, it'll rocket straight up there to... Um, one of the popular variants I predict yeah, yeah. and um, the one thing that I really like about it also is the fact that it's so historically accurate in the sense of the countries are all the right type of size for the period of time yep as in like the players so you don't get but they are as reasonably balanced you don't get that massive variation I think I talked about this in the interview around say um, uh, Imperial 2 where England has just has got so many bloody right. units. Yep. And hypothetically, if you played a game where you select the countries and you pick England, you've got a good chance of A, winning or B, drawing. Yeah, that's right. Um, yep. Maybe I should be doing that and kind of getting my, my oh. ranking up a bit that way. <laughs> game the system. You're in your ranking. Um, but I really like how it both reflects that. It's reasonably close with the number of units that they've all got. You've got that other you know, victory condition so that if you are the small guy on the block, you can still win, in inverted commas, by going yeah. from, like, you know, starting position of three supply centres or four if you're Portugal or something like that, oh, yeah. and get up to, you know, 12, as opposed to England that might start on six and Spain or, I don't know, whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Um, and... The only other thing I really like about it is how it kind of reflects... Okay, maybe I'm coming from too much of a Eurocentric worldview, but how you've got that massive, small conglomeration of territories and supply centres within Europe itself, but as you go out to the quote-unquote new world, territories become so much larger, you've got less and less supply centres because the perceived... Uh, population size with countries or countries, towns and things are a lot smaller. With the exception of, you know, well-established, you know, um, other systems of government that were really strong at the time, like around China and, and India, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, it, you know, the basis of it is it's a, uh, it's a Eurocentric variant of world history. You know, it, it's... Um, you know, it's, it, 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 well, yes and no, because they had other players, potential, though. Yeah, no, but it's playing out a potential alternate history yeah. from a Eurocentric point of view. Wouldn't it be you great, know, What though? if China invaded Europe, you know? Or yeah, what that's if, what I was going to say. What happens if, like, yeah, you get, yeah, you know, be, China and Europe and Japan, like, the Asian powers go, fuck this, let's go get the Europeans. Let's get them, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. hmm. Or you have, you know, the equivalent of the Asians, Asian powers taking over... Oh, I was going to say the Americas, but how's the two sides of the two hemispheres of the, the globe connected? I can't remember that. Do you remember that from looking at the board? They are connected? Yeah, they are connected, yeah. So you can have Japan or China yes. 
you know, yep. settling the west coast of America. Correct. Yep. And it's a couple of islands around the Azores. So. That's, no, no, no. The Azores. Are, um, yeah. Pacific uh, Islands. Pacific Islands, yeah, and, and then is there is there Alaska in there? With um, the Alaska, Aleutian Islands. And Alaska stuff? is in there. Um, I'm not sure if there's a direct connection between Alaska and um, yeah, Siberia. Yeah. Um, but the sea territory is the same sea territory that adjacent Bering Strait. Yeah, so yeah. Bering Strait is adjacent to both Alaska and they flip. There's a number of provinces that are dual sided on the map. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, I mean, that's good. I guess another thing I got out of the interview um, was his thinking around, um, well, both stalemate lines, but how he looks setting up countries. He wants countries to potentially ally or potentially attack each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. And there's no sort of... He, he really didn't like the idea of having, you know, determined builds as such. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it was that, that whole... Yeah. It was... I, I loved his... Um, you're kind of correct. I loved his way he talked around the... How do I create a map where it's not always Constantinople to Bulgaria? Oh. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how do you create that that interest and variety in a game? Yep. By the way, you configure the territory. So even if it's I don't know, known world nine hundred one, and you always keep bloody drawing axum. Well, yeah, the opportunity to try different openings. Yeah, and see what happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. You know, that's the draw for variance. Um, I guess we also got a. You know, an insight as to his upcoming variants that he's making. Um, oh yes, yes. Along the east coast of North America. Sounds yes. like he's got down to the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. So I think what that's his what his next design project, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. So watch this space. Mm. Interesting to see what happens in there. Yeah. I think I, I don't. I think it was before we started recording. But he talked about where he lives, which we won't talk about now, but the fact that he kind of took a little bit of extra personal pride turning it into a supply centre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Well, I know, I know that like from creating, like, you know, the mate against mate. It's always good to go, well, OK, Brisbane, supply centre, bang. <laughs> Didn't have to think about it. No, no, no. brainer. No brainer. You want another beer? Yes. Do you want to go the same one or you want to go something different? I noticed that there was a oatmeal stout or whatever, and I thought, ooh, you might go for that one. Yeah, look, I'll try that. Yeah, give it yeah, a go. Give that yeah, a go. We'll pause right. for a second. Now, where's the pause button? It's at the top, isn't it? And while you're doing that, yeah. I will set up the diplomacy board because we're going to. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Good idea. Good yeah, idea, Cameron. Okay, yeah, cool. And we're back. Back. Cheers. Cheers. And I've set up the diplomacy board. And you have, and isn't it a glorious thing? People will walk past going, what the fuck is that thing? What's this? What's um, this? I changed up your drink as you as you requested. That's nice. It is a grifter. Grifter? Um, something, something. Basically, it's a... Uh, a grifter is the, is the brewery, but it's an oatmeal stout. You love your oatmeal stouts. I do like my stouts. Um, I do feel like a grifter sometimes when I'm playing this game. A grifter or a drifter? Grifter. What's a grifter? It's a grifter. It's someone who's like um, does deals which aren't always above board. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of my understanding of a grifter. Okay, well, it's kind of uh, a, 
I know, it's just kind of requiring the game at times, isn't it? It has to be. Um, right, and why have we set up? The, why have I set up this course? Yes. So um, we may have mentioned uh, an episode or two back that we had a um, a Patreon episode where we actually played a game of um, testing the idea of unbreakable alliances. So, in other words, everyone always knows about you know your RT. You know about your, you know your Western triples and all that type of shit. Finding your, you know, your combinations of countries. Yeah. Um, but then saying, okay, well, we're doing an unbreakable alliance, one hundred percent metagaming. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, like, in a hypothetical situation, and let's be honest, I've played plenty of games, not just online, but face-to-face, you know, professional tournament games, where two people just go together from the very beginning, you know. Yep. And they just stick to each other like glue all the way pretty much to the end. Yeah. Except until you get to that final point where one looks like they're about to solo and then all of a sudden it's like a knife fight time. Yeah. Yep. But the idea behind this is just to kind of test your, test the concept about what things work and what things don't work. And we can do this because web diplomacy um, has AI bots yep. that they, they, they run. So um, you wanted to talk a little bit around how that Work. Yeah, so so like if you if you haven't listened to that episode about the uh, the bots on WebDip, go back um, and listen to it. Go back and listen to it. Um, but if you don't go to WebDip and you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, basically what the guys at WebDip did was they were approached by a university in Canada, Montreal, I think. I think it might have been, yeah, yep. yeah, or somewhere like that, who um, were keen to do a, a, an experiment looking at massive amounts of data so all of these games that have occurred within WebDip and I think they also did some scraping of some of the other sites to understand you know how things played out and then to kind of teach these bots how to play the game diplomacy now the idea of course is bots can't talk they might be great at moving you know tactical things on the board so they're gunboat games so they're purely sorry you can only play this against bots in a gunboat environment. and But the bots have obviously the back catalogue, so to speak, of what moves work against certain moves of other players, but it doesn't have that deeper context, obviously, of what people were saying behind the scenes. Right. But um, either way, we've... I mean, when that concept started off, and I've subsequently tried playing a few bot games personally myself... The bots are really fucking hard. Yeah, they're, well, they're not a pushover. No, they're that's well, for sure. No, so well, I, I find them very hard. So most most players would probably find them a pushover. Um, <laughs> but what we wanted to try to do was was like go okay. So let's let's as as two players, if we were going to have an unbreakable alliance, what would you know? Let's see what happens and let's give it a go. Right. So we will be using this obviously on the Web Diplomacy um, website. We'll post links and things like that. If you want to hear about how our last um, attempt went, sign up to our Patreon account. Yep. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll give this a bell now. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yep. So we have. I, I went in and I created five games. Yep. And because the way you have to do this, they're anonymous games per se. So I don't know what you drew, and you don't know what I drew at the moment. But we, we can have a chat. Yep. So the game one. I'm England. I'm Italy. That's not going to work, really. Well, the only way it's really going to work is we both decide to attack France. Straight up, okay. Or um, a really 
wacky attack on Germany. Game two? France. I'm Germany. Interesting. That so could game be interesting. Two could be good. Um, game three? Italy. Turkey. Another interesting combination. Interesting combo. Yep. Game four? Germany. Austria. So we've spoken about this before. You know, have, like often German-Austrian alliances are just, okay, we agreed to just go our separate ways and not bother each other. But what yep. if there's communication and active engagement? Like what if we decided to attack Warsaw together? Yeah, yeah, you know? Warsaw or France or something like that by sneaking through by Tyrolia and Piedmont. Yeah, I mean, you could do some interesting supply centre swaps. Um, game and, five? Game five. Turkey. Russia. Oh. <laughs> so we could do a jug. I want to do that. I want to do that um, slingshot convoy to Bulgaria. Is that where you go from Armenia to, was it Spain? Or was it Serbia? Or Romania. I mean, I could slingshot into Romania. You move Romania to Bulgaria. I'll move Bulgaria to Greece. So there we go. We've actually got some good options here. Mm, which one do you want to do? We could choose one of them, pause the ones that have good options and kill the other games. Like game one was not a good combo. No, That's game England, one didn't work. Italy. Um, game two game was Germany-France. Two. Germany-France. Yeah, potentially interesting. Game um, three, Turkey-Italy. Potentially interesting. Game four. austria Germany again, yeah, potentially interesting. Game five, RT. So game. the only one we really need to cancel is game one. Well, well we're gonna, I'm gonna do that shit later. Don't worry about that. Well, last time we forgot to do this, and my reliability rating was fucked. Yeah, well, so was mine. You kind of went down like fifty-five percent or some bullshit. So we need to get on to, to JMO to get that fucking fixed. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I mean, honestly, something like that. I think there must be a little bit of. Because you know. we fucked up again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, surely there will be. But we'll just wait yeah. and see. How about we do the Russia-Turkey thing? Okay, right. Let's do that. So, I'm Russia, you're Turkey. Game on. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so. In which case... Are we thinking... Smash Austria? Obviously, if you want to do your little slingshotty thing. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, and the idea behind this, actually, we should mention, you, you talked about the slingshot and why you want to do the slingshot. Because, okay, anyone who listens to this podcast who plays the game knows a juggernaut. They see an RT, and what happens when everyone on the board sees an RT forming? They crap their pants and they go, we've got to fucking stop these two bastards. Yeah, we've got to attack Turkey okay. and Russia. Yeah. Now... Idea being, presumably, if again the bots have this, as Austria, Germany, and everybody else have this back catalogue of, of all this experience of you know, thousands of games against an RT, they'll look at it and assume that they will automatically look at it and assume. So I think what we, what you want to try to do by doing this slingshot, was to make it look like we were actually maybe going to be fighting. Yes. So that the bots slash other players wouldn't realise that it's like game on. Yeah. So I was, I'm proposing uh, my fleet and anchor moves to Black Sea, Smyrna moves to Armenia, and Constantinople moves to Bulgaria. 
So that would mean, what, Seb to Rum, Moscow to Ukraine, Warsaw to Galicia, or what? Well, Seb has to go to Rum for this to work, right? Um, and yeah. Warsaw to Galicia? Yeah, well, you, you want to kind of just bounce and prevent you know, a bit of Austrian action up north, don't you think? Or do you think that would make it look too much like a um, an early attack on Austria? Would it be better Moscow to Sebastopol? Mm, no, you want to build in Sebastopol. Yeah, Moscow to Ukraine, bounce in Galicia. And I guess Gulf of Athenia is a bit of a winner. Bit of a no-brainer, that one. Unless you want to go through Finland. All right, Smyrna is moving to... Armenia. Oh, that's right. We've got these bloody drop downs. Uh, is moving to Black Sea. Yeah, get with the times, web dip. Interactive maps are the way to go. Constantinople. I'm pulling your chains. Bulgaria. No, you're not. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What, 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 what is the outcome of this? Of course, I've got a map going here, so that we'll move things actually physically around. Yeah, we'll, we'll move the other planes around so. too. So, um, so I'm just trying to work this out, Kana. So, like, do I move? Okay, so if we're gonna, is the intention really strategically just to cripple Austria so quickly at the start? Yeah, just walk straight through. Right. Yep. So the army in Armenia is going to convoy either to Romania or Bulgaria. So Moscow in Ukraine. So Ukraine can support Armenia into Romania. Romania moves to Bulgaria. Bulgaria moves to Greece. Fingers crossed I don't get bounced in Greece. Do you notice? Do you see what I'm talking about? Oh, it's okay. So you're worried that if Budapest moves to Romania, I'm going to get bounced. And if I don't have Ukraine... Sorry, if I don't have Moscow in Ukraine... It's pretty much guaranteed I won't be able to get Romania and it'll fuck up the... All myself, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, okay, so let's think this through. So you're going con to Bulgaria. What are you doing in autumn or fall? Well, I'm going to move Bulgaria Bulgaria to Greece, probably. Right. Given that Russia, that, that Austria's going, oh, Russia's attacking Austria. He's not going to maybe attack Greece. That's my fingers crossed. He's going to see me being belligerent towards you by taking the Black Sea in Armenia, and he's going to let me take Greece. Or do you think it's better for you to go Bulgaria, obviously in spring, and maybe in fall you move to Rum? And slingshot you somehow. Oh, I forgot about the slingshot. Oh, fuck, that's right. Well, Slingshot's only going to work if Moscow moves to Sebastopol. I could Slingshot Sebastopol into Bulgaria. Well, you can't. It's a fleet. No, Sebastopol moves to Romania. If he takes Romania... No, you're better off... Yeah, no. So so this is it. Do you want an army in Sebastopol to, to convoy through the Black Sea into either Bulgaria or Romania? Look, I think, I think strategically I'm thinking that you need to kind of control... You need to be the dominant player in the South, don't you think? Well, it doesn't matter if we're swapping supply centres either. No, that's true, it's a good point. um, I'm happy to convoy you into Constantinople if if, if that supports whatever it is that our game plan is. 
you know, like Armenia moves to Sevastopol, Black Sea convoys Sevastopol to Amin to Constantinople. Armenia Sevastopol. What? So okay, so Smyrna's moving to Armenia. Stop Armenia can move to Sevastopol, right? Moscow is convoyed through the Black Sea into Constantinople with swap supply centres, <laughs> and we've got armies against Austria. Right, that is really fucking weird. Like, we've never even talked about that as a... That's like a... I'm open to it. Let's do it. Sevastopol to Romania, Moscow to Sevastopol. Let's see what happens. Okay, so, wait a second. We've got to change this now. So, Sev was still going to Rum. I've got that right. Yep. Now, Moscow is going to go to Sev. Yep. And Warsaw to Galicia, correct? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to save... You going to ready up? Yep, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, yep. Okay, refresh. So, let's talk around the board. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay, so do we want to talk about our own little patch first, how we went? Yeah, you go first because I'm on unloading. And should I move the units on the... The real board? Yeah, start moving stuff around. Yep. Okay, so Seb successfully moved into Romania unchallenged. Moscow successfully moved into Sev. Obviously. Yep. Uh, Smyrna goes into Armenia. Ankara into Black Sea. Con into Bulgaria. So. Oh, and you took Galicia as well. Oh, yeah, fuck. What sort of Galicia? Jeez. And, of course, uh, St. P into Gulf of Bithynia. So, um, what did Austria do? Austria went Budapest to Serbia, uh, Trieste to Albania, and Vienna to Trieste. Meanwhile, Italy went Venice to Tyrolia, Rome to Venice, and Naples to Ionian. Should we just keep going counterclockwise at the moment? Yeah, so France, Marseille to Spain, um, Brest to Mid Atlantic Ocean, um, Paris to Burgundy Bounce with Munich, yep. um, Kiel to Denmark, Berlin, Berlin to Kiel, yeah. England move, Norwegian and Sea and North Sea. And Liverpool moves to York. Ah, okay. Right, okay. So, what are you thinking? What's you thinking around here? I'm thinking that Austria is going to probably lose Trieste. If Italy's worth his salt. That's my thinking. Well, Austria's got to choose now between using Serbia to hold Trieste or using Serbia with a pretty good chance to get Albania into Greece and take the punt. But, I don't know, if I was, if I was, if I was Austria and I was playing this game and I saw Italy open like that, I'd be going, Italy's no friend of mine. I would be going, shit, Albania supports Trieste, Serbia to Budapest. Or, I'll be going, Serbia supports Trieste, Hope Galicia's just being no. Galicia's going to go for Vienna or Budapest, hundred percent. 
that's what I'll be thinking is Austria. As Austria, I'll be going, I hope that Italy's going to go for the guaranteed build in Tunis. Yeah. Because I'd be shitting bricks at Ionian taps Albania and forces Trieste because Serbia is going to have to try and cover Budapest, meaning Vienna is open. I think Galicia could walk into Vienna. Yeah, I was thinking Galicia to Vienna, not Budapest. Obviously, Gotham Bithynia bounces in Sweden. So, I don't know, it might let you in. But give it a go. Yeah. Um, England's obviously going to take Norway with a, uh, an army and start coming at me in the north. Uh, maybe. He might convoy into Belgium. But yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's that. possible. Actually, that's. He could just move into Belgium unchallenged, couldn't he? Yeah, there's no challenge there given that Burgundy bounced. English Channel remained open. So the big question is what we're going to do down in the Black Sea. So I could convoy Sevastopol into Romania, supported by Bulgaria, and you can move Romania into Sevastopol. Armenia, meanwhile, is fixed down to Syria with a build for myself and Syria. Well, you're going too fast. The, the alcohol is kind of fucking with my brain. So okay. just, just slightly slower. All right. So Black Sea could convoy Sevastopol yep. into Romania. Well, why wouldn't Seb just go straight into Romania? Because you're going to move Romania into Sevastopol, and that only works by convoy. You want an army in Romania, you don't want a fleet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that way, this what way you're, we what guarantee you a build for both of us in that space. So, what's happening with Armenia? Armenia just flicks back down to Syria. Yep. And I build a fleet in Smyrna. Okay, so we're not going to be doing the Constantinople said flip. Which honestly is just like. Well, well, we could. Do you want to do that? No, not really. I mean, okay, so look at it from the point. Okay, so no. Okay, first off, I mean, if, if the, the bots the would flip. never have seen that ever. Okay, so we know they're going to go, what the fuck? They, they're going to go, no idea what to do with this. But at the same time, if you think about it, if we were playing five other real people. Would you do that? Um, what do we gain by doing that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Given that Austria's opened the way he has, yep. doing the Sev Constantinople flip would be shit. Yeah. Right? But had Austria opened up aggressively to Galicia, and or aggressively Romania, yep. to Romania, or Bulgaria, you know, and Italy hadn't done what he's done, then yeah, there would have been arguments made to say that, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yep. Um, you know, doing that flip would allow for me to move an army to Sevastopol to Ukraine or through Moscow into Livonia even to give you another army in a northern defensive posture okay right. so, what are you, so what are you doing with Bulgaria you're just going to just tap Greece for fun yeah I'll give Greece a shot Right, so going to be Bulgaria to, to Greece. Yep. Black Sea is going to convoy Sev into Romania, whilst Romania goes into Sev. 
Is that correct? No. Actually, we yeah, can yeah, do yeah, that. Reserve into remain. Oh, hang on. I mean, why couldn't couldn't we just go? Black Sea goes out to Con. Romania goes to Black Sea. Sev to Romania. Bulgaria supports Sev to Romania. Yeah. And okay, that means that you've got only one build, but you know you'd do what a fleet Smyrna, wouldn't you? And then you go Smyrna, Eastern Med, Conda with Gian. I do like the idea of flipping our units, though. Don't you? What the the Sev Con flip? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to do it, just kind of, it's just fucking weird, but sure. Yeah. But what can we do with a army in Con when we've got an army in Bulgaria? Really want your fleet there. You want a fleet so, there. So what about flipping Bulgaria and Romania? Black Sea convoys Bulgaria to Romania, Romania moves to Bulgaria. Say slower, Black Sea. Black Sea convoys Bulgaria to Romania. Yep. Romania moves to Bulgaria. East Coast. Does that work? Yeah, because it's convoys. Convoy wow, okay, across, so. Right. And we can swap our units, and then you can get out to the Aegean Sea in autumn 1902. Okay, so. That's. Something I didn't actually know you can do. Yeah? It's like tricky use of the the units and the rules I I'm assuming you're correct so I'm assuming it's going to adjudicate the way you say it will yes but I would have thought that would have just if, if I put in my you know stupid brain I would have thought nah this is going to cancel each other out no okay I'm, I'm interested to try that just to see if it works alright happy to do that so what do you want me to do with Armenia then um so what I'm doing, I'm moving Rum to Bulgaria, and you're moving to Bulgaria to Rum via a convoy. Via convoy, yep. Um, well, should I be moving Sev to Ukraine then? Yes. And I'll just hold Armenia where it is. The reason being is I can... We can do some more flipping around a ship later on, and you can get me... Uh, I can get another army up there. Yeah, sitting there is probably makes more sense. And honestly, that's not a bad idea because at some stage we probably might need to traverse an army over the Russian steppe. Yeah, yep. if we have start having problems with either Germany or England starting to work together in right. Scandi, let's do it. Okay, so we've got our little phones out, making the magic happen. So Bulgaria. army Sev is going to. Where's the army and Sev going? Ukraine, wasn't it? Gulf of Bithynia is just going to bounce in Sweden. Probably. Galicia to Venice. Not Venice, Vienna. Rum to <laughs> Bulgaria, North Coast. So I've got. Sev moves to Ukraine. Yep. Gulf of Athenia to Sweden. Yep. Galicia to Vienna. Rum to Bulgaria North Coast. Yep. And you have? So I've got the army in Armenia holding. <coughs> I've got the fleet in Black Sea convoying army to Romania from um, no, Bulgaria. No, army 
from Bulgaria. Yep, from Romania. Yeah, to Romania. Yep, to yep. Romania. And it's important to remember when you're doing these moves on these web platforms to specify that you want to make the move by convoy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Otherwise, you'd get to that thing that I have and it's kind of bounce effectively. Correct. So I've got Bulgaria moving to Romania via convoy. Okay. Shall we do that? We shall. So save and ready. Okay. <laughs> it works. <laughs> and we swapped. Okay. By looking at the map of what we're going to do. Alright, we're back. Okay, we're back. Cheers. Um, and Abby fucked up big time. Oh, shut the fuck up, Kana. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I reckon it was you. Me? Actually, no, it wasn't you. That's actually definitely working. Now. That's recording now. So we, we um, I don't know, how, how many minutes did we lose? At least 20. We lost a beer's worth. A beer's worth of minutes. Which yeah. is... Which in, is, in our language, could be five minutes, but could also be about half an hour. Um, and I was getting into that. Um, I know, I know, I know. Look, we went through a, a whole rambling bit of drunken logic and came up with the correct decision in the end because you succeeded in taking Vienna. Correct. Well, I could have actually um, moved to Budapest as well. Both were vacant. Both would have succeeded. Both would have succeeded. Um, Ionian took Tunis, which we weren't expecting. We were expecting him to contest Greece. Oh, I thought um, we were expecting Tunis. Well, I was kind of expecting him to move to Albania. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, to yeah, you didn't actually Tunis articulate Tunis. that last time. No. Um, oh, excuse me. France moved <laughs> MAO to Portugal, um, held in Spain. Paris to Burgundy, which bounced Munich to Burgundy. Um, Kiel moved to Holland. Denmark bounced you in Sweden. Yep. Norwegian Sea took Norway. North Sea convoyed York to Belgium, which we were happy about. We weren't. We, we were thinking maybe that um, England would be considering a northern offensive. Well, yes. I mean, I, and I still think this is this is really great because it means that with a an, a British army in Belgium, it's going to have to start making some decisions around. France or Germany. France or Germany, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's not a West... Rarely a Western triple where England goes into Belgium uncontested. And remains neutral. Yeah. Remains neutral whilst bloody England and... France and Germany decide just to keep bouncing in Burgundy to keep each other honest. Right, so yeah. so we let's had run through the builds. So basically, you got one build. I got two builds. I built in Smyrna a fleet. And... We had lots of conversations around what I would do, but I ended up going Army St. P, Army Moscow. Yep. Because the Moscow one gave us a bit of flexibility with what we did. Depending on what Germany or England built. Yeah, so, you know, St. P could still go into Finland to support or do something with Gotha Bithynia, uh, with Moscow covering St. P, or depending on what Germany did, maybe we go, you know, East or west or whatever the fucking thing on the west it is on the compass creek. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Austria got one build. It lost Vienna, but it picked up Serbia and Greece, so it built an army in Budapest. Uh, Italy, with the, uh, the 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 dot in Tunis, decided to build a fleet in Naples, which surprised us. Yep. Um, 
the two French builds were Armies in Brest and Marseille. And England went Army London, Fleet Edinburgh. Yep. So reading that with an army, sorry, a French army in Brest and an English army in London, I reckon that means that there's potential for a an I, eight. I think he's looking at attacking Germany against Germany. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whilst Germany built Army Kiel, Army Berlin, and that brings us up to where we're at. Halfway wow. through another school. Well, well, well done. Jesus Christ. So I don't know how long that one went for. Probably about 10 minutes. We did that in 15 minutes as opposed to a half an hour. So really? Smashed it. Just like these fucking beers, eh? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm getting close to needing to hit a loo. Um, well, I don't think we should be pressing that pause button again because everything went all fucked up after that. Pause, not the record. You're hitting the record button. You could be fucking with things. It's this pause... Well, you actually are pretty good at the button right here that starts playing the record again. Is it? Yep, see? Recording. You don't have to hit the record button, because that's what might have happened, is that you hit the record, it's gone, ah, stop, as opposed to... It's because of my fat fingers. Fat fingers. Anyway, we're back. All right, so, what's the G.O. on this one? What are we we looking at? (sighs) Well, is it spring? It's spring. Spring 902. Yeah. Flowers are blooming. The wall clouds are well and truly gathering over Europe. Smyrna has to move to Eastern Bed. That, that, that's, a, that's a given. Smyrna, Eastern Bed. Yes, I think that's a given. Yep, and I think Bulgaria needs to move to Constantinople. Unless you want to go Smyrna to Aegean, just to bounce a potential Austrian move or well no if Bulgaria moves to Constantinople I can support you into the Aegean Sea but I was thinking about maybe convoying Armenia into Bulgaria with support from Romania meanwhile Ukraine moves to Galicia with support from Vienna yeah very okay so I think as we mentioned last time around I'm talking too fast you're talking too fast for my little you know alcohol ridden brain so I think I got most of that Smyrna to Eastern Med, Bulgaria to Con, Armenia to Bulgaria supported by Romania. Yep. Okay. Um, Ukraine to Galicia supported by Vienna. Ukraine to Galicia. So, what's the likelihood that Budapest and Serbia are going to attack Romania there? Well, relatively high. So do we need Ukraine to support hold Romania or not really? Because of my cheeky... Well, should we just sound like Vienna to Budapest support by Romania? Uh, Vienna to Budapest supported by Romania. Um, I Look, honestly, if, if Budapest takes Romania... Or Serbia takes Romania. Romania can retreat to Sebastopol, but we'll still have three units, potentially four units. No, we'll still have four units to retake Romania out of Sebastopol. What about Romania to Budapest, supported by Vienna, Ukraine to Galicia, and then if Budapest... That's not going to work. He's going to support Budapest. Why? Why is he going to support? What's he going to support with? Uh, Potentially Trieste. 
Reckon? Yeah, no, I prefer the Armenia to the But I reckon, Bulgaria what about Tyrolia and Venice would be tapping threes, wouldn't they? Well, it's assumed, but not a given. Greeks probably want to move to Ionian to maybe try and bounce those two Italian Italy, fleets. Italy's yep. going to support himself into Ionian for, for sure. Because um, I think with the French fleet popping into Portugal rather than Spain's south coast, that tells me... Actually, that's confusing. Because well, we were hypothesising that an entente between England and France was forming. Well, England looks like he's forming up against Germany, which means potentially... Thank you. Which means potentially Marseille supporting Paris to Burgundy, I, I would think, or vice versa. Oh, yeah. Um, although that army in Brest doesn't... Fuck those are hot. Give those five minutes. That army in Brest, I mean, it's got much, not much to do except move to Picardy. 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 Yeah, Picardy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... So what are we doing? What are we doing? St. Pete moves to fin- St. Finland, right? That, that's a given. St. Peter, Finland. Moscow yep. to St. Pete, you reckon? St. Pete. Yeah, I think we've got enough armies down there. Bulgaria moves to Constantinople. I think it's very unlikely that Germany's going to attack me. I don't think so. No, not with an army in Berlin. Well, you can always do, you know, that crazy crazy shit that I do when I play Germany, which is like, you know... Try for Warsaw. Move to Prussia, move to Cilicia, go for Warsaw. But usually, at this point of time, with that bouncing going on in Burgundy, an English army in, in Belgium, you'd be going, nah, nah, not worth it. So, I reckon you're right. St. Peter, Finland. Moscow to St. P. Gulf of Athenia bounces in Sweden. Yep. Ukraine to... What, Galicia? Or do you want Ukraine to support Old Rum? I really want to fucking eat those chips, but they're too hot. Well, I'll leave that up to you, because... What, the, the, the move of Ukraine, or the, when I eat the, the chips? Move, the move of Ukraine, because Armenia's going to move to Bulgaria, Bulgaria's going to move to Constantinople. So... Yes? Okay, so again, say again. Romania, uh, Romania is going to support Armenia to Bulgaria, and Bulgaria is going to move to Constantinople. Right. So my question for you: I reckon it's unlikely that. Um, okay, look at this way: if I move Ukraine to Galicia, and Serbia and Budapest decide to take out Romania, yeah, you can then always retreat back to Ukraine or Serb. Yes. And still have the numerical superiority retake Romania. Yeah. Oh, look at these wedges. What do you reckon I should do with Vienna? Um, Vienna, why don't you just move that to... Um, Tap Budapest? Or? Budapest. Okay. So I think we have some new orders. I'm going to go back to the actual game because at the moment I'm in the um, map section to try to recreate things. And as you rightfully pointed out, Kainer, when we did the recording that never worked, 
Yeah. Um, we love the guys at WebDip, but really, seriously, interactive maps. Thank you very much. <laughs> Drop-down menus fucking suck. Once you get used to those interactive maps... It's, it's oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and look, if you go back like 30, 40 episodes ago, you'd find me going, no, 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 I love drop-down menu, drop menus, until I actually started using the interactive maps and went, yeah, they're fantastic. All right. So I'm going to go Ukraine for this year. Gulf of Bohemia to Sweden. Vienna to Budapest. The Bulgaria North Coast to Con. Yes. Moscow to St. P. St. P to Finland. Ready. Alright, ready. Right, here we go. Here to refresh. Uh, no, re- re- have you got retreats? Mm. No, I've got no orders this phase. You? Uh, no. So, why does it say that? Okay, but but let's just talk about what the units were and what happened. So, of our moves, let's look at the south first. Bulgaria to Con worked. Mm-hmm. No surprises there. Armenia to Bulgaria supported by Romania by the convoy. Why didn't that work? Did you actually not set up Black Sea to convoy? No, I do. Oh! Okay, sorry. Greece went to Bulgaria with Serbian support. So, you bounced. Two against two. Yep. So, Bulgaria is empty. Armenia stays in Armenia. Black Sea in Armenia. Sorry, Black Sea is in Black Sea. Greece is in Greece. Serbia in Serbia. Smyrna successfully went to Eastern Med. Yep. Our cheeky Italian friend went Tunis to Ionian. Naples to Apulia. And Tyrolia to... Austria with Venice support. Tyrolia to no fuck. Getting drunk, Tana. This is why I don't play. Actually, I was going to say this is why I don't play when I'm drunk, but I do play when I'm drunk. Tyrolia to Trieste supported by Venice. Yep. Trieste has to um, retreat. Retreats to Albania. That's where I go like that. Don't I put it up like that? Yeah. Retreats to Albania. And that goes like this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. See, I'm getting it right though. I'm kind of getting that little. Yep, but he does retreat to Albania. Oh, how do you know that? Because I'm looking at the um, adjudication on it. You didn't have to retreat, I didn't have to retreat, so I've done it. Oh, well, I didn't go that far. Um, Paris supports Marseille into Burgundy. Success. Spain to Marseille. Portugal to Mid-Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) Brest to Picardy, as I expected. Edinburgh to the North Sea, London to Norway, bounce, Norway to Sweden, bounce, Denmark to Sweden, bounce, Denmark to Sweden, Sweden, bounce, yep, Uh, Kiel takes Ruhr, and Berlin moves to Cilicia, what a prick, yeah, 
Berlin being a tiki bastard against Galicia. But you do take Galicia. Um, Saint From Pete Ukraine. moves to yep. Saint Pete moves to Finland, and Moscow takes moves to Saint Pete. Okay. So let me just check the map on the board. So you've done all the moves. I've done the moves. Yep. That's Vienna. Wow. These are good chips. Awesome wedges, yes. Quarter potatoes. Mm. Alright. So. So, Galicia obviously has to cover off Moscow. Say anything? Warsaw, you mean? Oh yeah, fuck, yeah, sorry. Yes, Galicia has to cover up Warsaw. Uh-huh. Hello? Budapest is almost yours for taking. But what else is a German army in Cilicia going to do? Except try for Warsaw? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've definitely got Sweden. Well, provided that Germany and England don't fucking all of a sudden get their shit together, which is unlikely. So what's more useful to us, Army Sweden? Um, Actually, if I just tap Norway, or I can go to Norway. You don't reckon Norwegian Sea is going to support Norway to hold? Yeah, probably, right. We can still tap Norway, can't I? You can tap Norway with St. Pete and yep. take Sweden with Finland or Gulf. So, my question is, what's more useful to us? Seeing that there's no German army, in, sorry, German fleet in the Baltic, is it better to go uh, Gulf of Bithynia into Sweden? And that way, then, later on, we've got Sweden, hopefully, hopefully Sweden, Finland and um, St. Pete able to take out Norway. Or do you See, think it's better than is, to flip it around? Yeah, so this is something I play around with in my mind, you know, when I'm looking at these sort of maps. Like, are you I actually like this, Tana. We're going back to nice, slow, conversational, breaking down our thought processes rather than bang, 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 bang recaps. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the listeners like that or not, but... Oh, well, that's the way it is. Keep going. See, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an access... I'm a play for control of access player. Whereas a player, so so in that sense, I would be supportive of Finland moving to Sweden from the perspective that you've got more mobility from your fleet moving forward. Yeah, you could true. move that to the Baltic. You could follow it up with Sweden, and you could well, you could retreat Sweden to Finland. If but couldn't you put but couldn't you put a, a, a Russian fleet in Sweden then into Skagerrak just to kind of fuck things up? Well, you could. That's the thing, you know. But I just visually see there being more potential for area control by moving the army into Sweden than the fleet. Now. I, I just feel like fleets are more useful on a sea territory than in the coastal territory. Yeah. That's just my initial response. But having said that, I've played both ways and put fleets into coasts, and it's worked out well as well. So 
at this stage, like in, in Scandinavia, it really doesn't matter. Okay, so good good recommendations. I'll I'll, I'll mull on that. Galta Warsaw we talked about. So what do you want to do about the situation down in Bulgaria and Budapest and Romania and Vienna and all that shit? Okay, Eastern Med's going to support Constantinople to the Aegean. Yep. yep. And do the same again. Armenia and Bulgaria with support. Right. Galicia... Well, you've got to cover Warsaw, but if you could tap Budapest, would be nice. With what? Vienna? Yeah. I can do that. Um, so, assuming that your Armenia to Bulgaria works, you'll take a supply centre off me, and assuming that I'm able to get Sweden, yeah. you'll get one build, I'll get no builds. Is that cool? But then we've got the Russian fleet going blue water into the Aegean. Yep. The fact that Italy's attacking Austria, though, that whole area is becoming a bit of a clusterfuck. I think we're going to have to think about what our strategy is to um, next season. Yeah, because look, if you look, okay, so let's just look at the map and the unit placement at the moment. If you kind of look, look, look at the, the middle of the board, okay? You draw a line through the middle of the board. I would say 70 to 80% of the units are in the southern half of the board. There's not a lot in the north. And provided... Okay, so if Norway... If England just stays in Norway and just stays in Belgium, he's fine. Although, honestly, you, you might be right. He might go for Holland. But then you've got armies and Ruhr and shit. This can get bogged down very quickly. Alright, let's do it. What are we doing? Putting in, it's in the corner of it. Armenia is moving to Bulgaria again. Black Sea convoys to Armenia, uh, to not Armenia, fuck. Convoys to Bulgaria from Armenia. Romania supports that move. Bulgaria from Armenia and the Eastern Med supports Constantinople to the Aegean Sea. Okay, so I'm actually... You might want to argue me out of this one, but I'm thinking about moving the fleet into Sweden. Yeah, that's all very well and good, but what if Norwegian Sea moves to the Barents Sea? Well, I've still got a... uh... Oh, yeah. Kana. Playing with my mind. Okay, so Galicia goes to Warsaw. Vienna to Budapest. And I will change my move now so that Finland moves to Sweden. Supported by Delta Bosnia.
Okay, I'm getting a bit pissed now, so we're going to have to be careful with my moves so I don't fuck it up. Because last time we played this, I think we were all kind of doing it. Were we have a coffee or beers? I was doing it over beers. I don't know about you. When was it nighttime or daytime? Uh, afternoon. Oh, yeah, I think it was beers, you're right. I think I had wine, actually, I had wine. Golf of Bithynia, support move to Sweden from Finland. Finland is yep. moving to Sweden. Oh, actually, because I'm starting to get a bit pissed, I might preview my orders. Well, 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 I've hit ready, so let me know when you're ready. Excellent wedges, but they just weren't enough. Right. You can have some more. Oh, I probably could. Okay. I think I'm ready. All right, go. Press ready, go. Okay, refresh. The annoying thing about playing on a mobile phone is there's no refresh button. There we go. Oh, 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 that's good. That's nice. That's very nice. That, I, I, I like that. I like that from my point of perspective. All right. So you want to explain what you like? So, Armenia successfully moved to Bulgaria with support from Romania. Yep. Okay. Constantinople moved to the Aegean Sea with support from the Eastern Med. Although it wasn't challenged. Unchallenged, right? Um, for Russia, Galicia bounced Warsaw with Cilicia. Yes, so we picked that one right. So that was a good pick there, Andy. Uh, Vienna moved to Budapest, cutting support. Although, actually, Budapest... Did, it, did Budapest do anything? Uh, you have to go to the big map to see. Oh, where's the big map? Uh, that's the, the big one deal. in the middle. Yeah. Um, St. Petersburg oh, moved to Budapest, Norway. Budapest tried to support Albania to Trieste with Serbian support. Nicely done. <coughs> so I helped out my Italian friend. You did. Gulf of Bohemia supports Finland to Sweden, which is successful. Um, Denmark moved to Sweden, bounce. Uh, Norwegian Sea supports London to Norway. Norway moves to Sweden. I don't know why England thinks that was going to succeed. You're dumbass. Dumbass. Picardy supports Belgium to hold. What does Holland do? Ooh, so England is and, and uh, France are working together. Holland is. Is Holland. Huh. What did Ru Ru do? Rural support hold Holland whilst Burgundy cut. Ruhr. Oh, yeah, okay, Munich yeah. cut Burgundy. Did Belgium do anything? Belgium just sat there and did nothing. Okay. Um, Marseille supported Paris to Burgundy. Didn't work because Burgundy moved to Ruhr, which didn't work. Mid-Atlantic Ocean just sat there with its Held? thumb up its ass. All right. Oh, Italy. Italy. Venice supported Trieste to hold. Apulia to Adriatic. Oh, have you been moving this around on the board? Because I haven't yep, been. I have been. Good. Um, Ionia moved to Albania. Cut the... Um, Cut. So between... So so normally, Austria would have been successful with that, with three against two, except Italy cutting him and me cutting him. I mean, it actually didn't... It wasn't cut. 
Albania was the attacking unit. Yep. So if I didn't tap Budapest, Trieste would have fallen. Actually, no, it wouldn't have. Oh, yeah, if, if I didn't tap Budapest, Trieste would have fallen in front, yeah. Right, so... Right, I've got a build. What do you want me to do? What do you reckon we need? Well, are we in a situation to force the Ionian Sea from the Eastern Med? Well, the fact that Austria and Italy are attacking each other, unless Italy had Adriatic support hold Ionian, it's possible, but I doubt. I think we can, we can grab that. Yeah. Italy gets a build, though. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh. So if he builds Naples and support holds Ionian, that'll just stop us. Yes. So do we, in fact... So, wait a sec. Germany... Austria has to disband. I'm thinking we get your fleet Aegean into Greece and build a fleet in Smyrna, potentially. Another... Oh. No, I can't build a fleet in Smyrna. That's no, yours. I do, yeah. Well, I've got a build. You don't have a build. So you're saying Bulgaria to Greece? I support the Aegean Sea to Greece with Bulgaria. Yeah. And build a fleet in Smyrna to oh, back now. build Aegean, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, that could work. Alternatively... That'll then give us three fleets... Which would be more than enough in the south to break that Ionian yeah. stuff. Unless we have to kind of crack through Serbia and Albania. But we can give it a go. See, I'm thinking we... Um, we actually disadvantage Italy a little bit at this stage. Balance of power and all that. Mm -hmm. Divided they fall, united they stand. I mean, I could get you into Budapest potentially as well this turn. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Is, okay. You know. So you're going to build Fleet Smina? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, go for it. All right. Any objections? I could build an army. Ah, uh, fucking just do it. All right, Fleet Smina, done. And I was thinking, click here to refresh. Italy, okay, Austria... Disbanded Albania. Army Albania. Gone. Gone. Um, Italy built a... Fleet Naples. Fleet Naples. No bills for France. No bills for England. No bills for Germany. No bills for Russia. Wow, okay, so... Here we go. What are we going to do? Well, you said we'd do, um, what, Aegean to Greece, supported by Bulgaria. Yep, Romania moves to Serbia. Yeah, tap Serbia. Um, I don't know, do we do... Oh, fuck. Galicia, in, Galicia starts to cover off Warsaw for the moment, doesn't it, really? Yeah. So Vienna will just keep tapping Budapest for fun. Yep. And in the north... What, do I do, like... Sweden to Norway supported by St. P. Gopa Bithynia into Sweden or 
Or do I move Gotham Bithynia into Baltic Sea to start threatening Kiel and Berlin? Well, that prick's threatened Warsaw. I'd move Gotham Bohemia to Baltic. Okay. You know, I mean, Sweden's under no threat at this point in time. And just do what St. Peter, Norway, supported by Sweden, because he's got a fleet in Norway, so he can't retreat to Finland. Yeah. He can retreat back to, to Berence, but we can cover that off later. And those mongrels aren't helping each other, you know, so it's more likely to be just repeating a set of orders. Um... Alright, so Smyrna moves to the Aegean Sea. Bulgaria supports move to Greece from the Aegean. Romania moves to Serbia. Black Sea moves to Constantinople, or do I keep the fleet in Black Sea? Um, do you need to hold any of your units, or are you right for the moment? I'm alright for the moment. If you're confident, then maybe move it out, I don't know. Let's keep it there, because it gives me a good convoy line if I build armies. Right? But wouldn't you be building armies in the future in Smyrna? Oh, you're talking about... Oh, across the... Uh, into the Baltic. Yeah. Not Baltic, no, uh, fuck, Balkans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so what's... Rum's tapping Seth. So what are you doing with Black Sea now this turn? Uh, Black Sea's supporting... Uh, well, doing nothing. It's just holding. Support Bulgaria to hold. Yeah, support Bulgaria to hold, yeah. Either Bulgaria hold or Romania hold. But well, Bulgaria. Romania is moving to Serbia, so... Yeah. Yep, radio. I'm good. You good? I'm good. Ready up. Ready? Yep. Ready. So should go get some more chips and beers and things, or what? Oh, I'm definitely up for it. Um, I think it's your order for beers. Is it? Yep. Oh, and your order for chips. Yeah. Do you um, want to do the pause thing so I don't fuck it up? Hang on, do you want to just resolve this and then do it? No, I want to kind of get some more chips and beers. Oh, you're so belligerent. All right. Nice work, Katie. Cheers, cheers. Chips are on the way. Hmm. I was just saying, cash is such a relic of the past. You know, he automatically assumed that I was going to be doing it by card. Yep. He did the whole thing through that, and I was holding up a $50 note just in front of him, the whole length, and he looks up. Oh, oh. Okay. What the fuck do I do with that? And then he's fiddling around with the bloody receipt with the with the the till box. Yeah, to get the till box open for change. And then he goes, Do you want a receipt with that? No mate, I'm alright. Anyway. As we as we are, as we were. So right. so where were we? We were just about to we were just about to adjudicate, is that right? Uh, we were just about to adjudicate. So what happened? Did you successfully get the GNC? Greece. What the fuck? What happened there? You moved to Bulgaria, you dope. Uh, how do we rewind and do it again? Oh, fuck. This well, order. Well, I told you I've been drinking, and look... This is where we have problems. When you play diplomacy and you've been drinking, it doesn't work very well. That would have been 
Well, it would have worked anyway. We wouldn't have taken Greece. Was it spring or fall? Spring. See, they might just think that we've all of a sudden decided to attack. I've just stabbed you or something. No, you've got to put the retreat order in. Okay, so you fucked up. You moved to Bulgaria. I supported Smyrna into the Aegean. Bulgaria didn't work. You have to retreat. Retreat to Constantinople. Right, no, fuck it. Okay, good. Done. Refresh. Yeah, sorry about that. So, I'm back in Con. Um, Smyrna? You don't even have the fucking army down here fleet in Smyrna. They moved to the Aegean, east to mid. No, but you don't actually physically have one here. Oh, I missed Bill. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well. On the, on the hard, on the... Actual board. On the real board. On the real board. Uh, Right, so now we have a Turkish fleet in Aegean, Turkish fleet in the Eastern Med. Russian fleet back in Con. Because of all the fuck-ups, nothing much has changed actually in the whole Balkan area at all. Interesting enough, did you see the Italian and the Ionian Sea support held Greece? So it wouldn't have worked. Balance a power player. It wouldn't have worked, Kana. No, wouldn't have. But he's going to have to cover Berlin or Kiel now, isn't he? So. Now what that says to me is that we're going to have to, cover, we're going to, have to take. Um, you're going to have to take Serbia. Yes, I will. Um, Galicia Do... and Cilicia bounced in Warsaw again. Here's a question for you. Do you force Budapest with Vienna? Have the build in Constantinople? What later on, and just and then and then backfill Warsaw, and and build in Moscow because you'll have a build. No, I won't, because I'll lose Warsaw to get Con. Will you? Well, yeah, because if I don't contest Warsaw with Galicia, so this year we'll just go in there and we'll be game over for that bit. Not game over, but you know. Uh-huh. Two builds versus one build. Right? So if Vienna's successful against Budapest and you hold Con, you lose Warsaw, but you still get a build. Right, so we've also got other complications in the north now because the English fleet in Norway moved to Skagerrak and then he convoyed London into Norway. So Germany at the... Germany's got no fucking brains because he's being attacked by England and France, but he decides to keep picking fights with me for no real reason. Instead of making peace with me so he can concentrate out on the um, his west. Which isn't going anywhere wrong. No, he's locked it down. He hasn't got a clear build, a route for success. No, it's kind of like the way I usually play. Are they too hot or they're right now? Sweden's potentially in trouble. Sweden's in a lot of trouble. And it's Baltic Holter. You know what I do in that situation? I would go St. Petersburg support Sweden into Norway and move Baltic Sea to Kiel or Berlin. 
So go the go Sweden to Norway, supported by. Why don't we tell our listeners what the turn looks like? I thought we just did. We didn't. We did your retreat. Oh, fuck. Did we? Okay, go. Yeah, yeah. So England convoyed London into Norway. Norway moved to Skagerrak. Said that. But we didn't move it. With Norwegian support. No, you didn't move it. Yeah. Um, Other things happened. Gulf of Bothnia moved to Baltic Sea. That succeeded. Um, bouncy, bouncy, bouncies. There are lots of bouncies everywhere. We, um, we, we may have touched on the fuck up by Ambi earlier. Um, that's it. Everything else stays the same. As of now. You're right. Everything else is the fucking same. Yeah. Um, right. So. So you're saying what? Saint, so Sweden to... Norway with St. Peace support. Yeah. That might cancel each other out, wouldn't it? Yeah. There's a high chance that Skagerrak's going to use Norway just as the attacking unit and backfill to Norway. Right? Okay. Yep. If Norway supports Skagerrak to Sweden, then you're fucked, but you're fucked if that happens anyway. But wouldn't the St. P support the Sweden to Norway cancel it out? If Norway moves to Sweden, but if Skagerrak moves to Sweden, no. Oh. Yeah, so it's a 50-50 chance. Do you try and cut support in Norway, or do you support Sweden into Norway? Because England could just as easily go to Denmark. Yeah. Meanwhile, down in the south, are you going to move, what, Rum to Serbia, supported by Bulgaria. Backfill rum with Black Sea just to kind of prevent a Budapest move there, or what? No. Um, it's better off Romania supports Bulgaria to Serbia. Backfill with Black Sea. Constantinople holds. And Galicia supports Vienna to Budapest, or moves to Budapest and support Vienna. That gives you a build if you lose Warsaw. Yeah, so Glissy to Warsaw, Vienna keep hitting, tapping Budapest, right? Well, you can just forget about Warsaw. No, I don't want to forget about Warsaw. Okay, well, cut support in Budapest. Yes. Now, down in the Aegean and Eastern Med, and I was saying, oh, Bulgaria was moving to Serbia, wasn't it? And then being backfilled by Black Sea? Yep. So you're going to move, what, Aegean to Ionian with the Eastern Med support? And I'll move or, on to Aegean or what? What about Black Sea supports Aegean into Bulgaria's south coast? Eastern Med supports Constantinople to Aegean. This gets back to that weird thing again. Yeah. So with GN moving to South Coast, Bulgaria. Yeah. Black Sea supports, but it's supporting in the North Coast area. Yeah, it's fine. Does it still work? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. But the battles are down here. 
Yeah, not up there. The same territory. Considered as two. Yeah. But the fleet's kind of meant to come in. It doesn't and help matter it. what coast. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. No. So, look, army, army, and fucking Gascony could support fleet in mid-Atlantic Ocean to Spain north coast or Spain south coast. No, but that makes sense because an army can do that. What happens if there's a fleet in, in Gascony? It doesn't matter. It'll, it'll work. Really? Thing. So, yes. like, if you had a, a fleet, Gascony. Why doesn't Gascony have? Okay, so you had if, a fleet okay. in Marseille, okay. you could support a fleet in mid-Atlantic Ocean or a fleet in Gascony to Spain north coast. Or if you had a fleet in Gascony, can you support fleet mid-Atlantic Ocean to Spain south coast? Yes. Okay, I'm interested to see if this works. So let's do that. What are we doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. So. so, Bulgaria is moving to Serbia. Romania is supporting that move to Serbia from Bulgaria. The GMC is moving to Bulgaria South Coast. Black Sea supports move to Bulgaria from the Aegean Sea, and the Eastern Med supports move to the Aegean Sea from Constantinople. So do we decide, am I moving St. Pete or Sweden to Finland, no, Norway? Well, it's up to you. I would do the attack, but... Yeah, I know, but which one am I, which one's attacking? Sweden. It'd have to be Sweden to attack, because no. that's the one that's going to be attacked. You could move Baltic Sea to... Oh, no, you can't have to cover... Oh, no, you could move to Denmark. Right, so I'm going to save these first, and I'm going to check preview them like I did the first time around that I didn't fuck up, and then when I didn't preview, I fucked up. Oh, fuck, that's the wrong button. Um, oh, come on, what the fuck are you doing now? So, preview. I'm making sure I get this right. Have you previewed too? You're not too drunk? I can't see your preview. No, your preview. No, I know I'm right. Okay. Right. Condo Aegean. Yep. Galicia to Warsaw. Yep. Baltic to Berlin. So okay. we decided? Yeah. Or we're going to get Kiel. Do it. Sweden to Norway. St. P supports Sweden to Norway. Yep. Right. Vienna. Vienna to Budapest. Yep. Right. Finalise. Ready? These are the best chips. Oh, great, aren't they? I think they kind of taste like they've been... No, no offence. They taste like they've been cooked in pork fat or something. It's got that, like, crispy, like, rind type of taste. Yeah, it hasn't been done in vegetable oil. Right. There we go. It also feels a refresh button on these. You know, like press, I, press, I, I press global. Oh, yeah. So the communication and it refreshes it. How'd we go? Right. No, I don't think I can get in with that. I've done something wrong. I've got a white screen of death. What are you doing? I'm um, kind of just getting the previous set of orders. 
time to reload the fucking website. Okay, things aren't working at all. <laughs> yeah, reload the website, good idea. There we go, open up my Doobie What's It. It still has me as saved, so I want to ready. So have you finalised? No, it had me as saved for some reason. Hit ready, okay, right, refresh. So you're, you're with the, the troublemaker? Yeah, it's my side. Internet. Okay. Uh, Constantinople didn't work. Nothing worked. Oh, Budapest tapped Romania. I told you to fucking move Romania. Well, then I would have lost Romania. No, you would have moved Black Sea to Romania. How come I still have Bulgaria? And when you're in that situation, Everything was just a big fuck up there. You need to take Budapest. I can't take Budapest at the moment because of the fucking Cilicia. Stop it. So I've got to... So like literally that turn, the only change that really happened materially on the board in position was North Sea went to Holland. Oh, we'll see. Went to Holland. Wasn't Holland owned by Germany? It was. Yeah. So Germany gets it disbanded. So what was in Holland? Oh, um, it was supported by Belgium. I don't have any orders to fill for this phase. Have you got any orders? No. So if we go to global. This should just kind of refresh again. Bills. So Germany has retreated Holland to Kiel. And that's the only real change on the board. Oh, I have a disband. Do you? Oh, yeah. because of me moving to Con. Yeah. Sorry about that. At least I'll get a build. Wish I'd disband. Although, this helps me because I can now build in, in Warsaw, like you suggested. Yeah, and then we get And then we can tuck and take out Budapest and just, just fix this thing. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I'll kill Black Sea, yeah? Yeah. Probably it's irrelevant of them. Yeah, Black Sea. Done. And I'm going to build Warsaw? Um, yeah, because then we can just get Austria out in this round, I think. Right. Refresh. We need to get the new um, new um, units to put on the board. Did you ready up? I... You're going to bitch and complain about your Android phone again? Bitch and complain about the fucking internet. That's what I'm going to bitch and complain about. Well, Android phones don't work on that. Do they? The internet? Yeah, the internet. What's that? Some sort of weird futuristic communication system. Dystopian communication system, yeah. (laughs) Ah, God, white screen of death. It makes me feel like it's like dystopian when it's like that. Come on, work like you should. Come on, slap it around a bit. Have we turn it off and turn it on again? The whole phone. I don't know. Web dividers.
looking a bit tired again. <laughs> the beads are starting to kick in. Frustration at internet connections. Um, why is it not? Who, who are you on for your internet? Optus. That's your problem. I used to be with Optus, though. Shit. Hello? Yep. How long until your plane's over? Not long enough for me to want to go back to Telstra and bleed you through the nose, those fuckers. Go with um, Aldi or Beyond, because they use the Telstra network. Oh, right. But they're like, you know, half the price. Yeah, right. So Telstra gives you the whole full shebang, like, you know, 98, 90% coverage across Australia, population wise. Beyond is like about 96%, and like Aldi's about 92%, so they kind of throttle it back a little bit. But it's better than Optus, which is like 80 something percent. And obviously, here they've got no fucking towers around here. There we go. Okay. Alright, Black Sea gone. See you later, Black Sea. Any other bills? Oh, Germany. What did he just do? Well, first off, Army Warsaw. Thanks for my cheeky Constantinople uh, unintended win. And Germany disbanded Ruhr. Warsaw disbanding Ruhr and England built a fleet in Edinburgh. So is that so? Is it the black one? Yeah. So that's down Belgium. Is this a what's this one? That's black. Right. So that needs to go, and yeah. you need to have a um. What's over here? Yeah, this North Sea British fleet needs to go into Holland. Yep. Uh, England built a fleet Edinburgh. Fleet in Edinburgh. Alright, got it. I wish that bastard Germany got his shit together and instead of disbanding Ruhr, disbanded Cilicia. It's not like French is being friendly to it. No. Yeah, okay. What this system is like when you get a board situation where someone just gets bogged down in personality warfare. Yeah. Like they keep butting their heads against each other and won't move on. Anyway. So, Warsaw can hold or attack Cilicia, so that's no problem. What? Galicia to Budapest supported by Vienna? Yep, and I'll do the Romania supports Bulgaria to Serbia again. And what are we going to do down in the Aegean Eastern Med area? What about... Constantinople, Bulgaria, supported by the Aegean Sea. So is Bulgaria attacking Serbia, is that the deal? Sorry? Who's attacking Serbia, Romania or Bulgaria? Bulgaria. Okay. That could work, maybe. Oh, there's no interactive map again. Shit. Alright, I'm ready. So, on to Bulgaria South Coast. Warsaw to Cilicia. Uh, Vienna support move to Budapest from Galicia. Yep. Galicia move to Budapest. So, what am I doing with Baltic, St. P and Sweden? Um, 
question. He's kind of holding Norway, isn't he? Looks like he's attacking Germany. So. Do I do something like, you know, Baltic to Denmark, supported by Sweden or something? Give it a go. And St. Pete tap Norway. Yep, give it a go. Baltic to Denmark. I have no idea what this music is at the moment. It's sounding pretty... Um, <laughs> Is that thrash metal or what is it? Soft hard metal? Oh, Soft no. hard metal? Is that a misnomer? Do I need to preview because of my drunken Do it, state? just do it, do it, do it. You don't want me to preview? No, I trust you. I'm previewing, mate. I don't even trust my fucking self. Yeah, actually, I did it right. I like it how whenever I preview, I do it right, and whenever I don't, I fuck up. Ready. Ready. And refresh. Retreat. No, no orders. Right. Jesus fucking Christ. What's the problem? Oh, you got your white screen of death again. Oh, no, it's... <laughs> no, I've got a retreat. Where am I retreating? Why am I retreating? Who am I retreating from? Who are you retreating? Oh, I'm not retreating anything. But you took Budapest, so. Here took, we go. I took Budapest and, and I Denmark. took Denmark. Yep. Alright, so let's walk through it. Russia, what happened? Um, St. Pete Tap, Norway got nowhere. Or do you want me to just move the ones that worked? No, just talk it through, yeah. Okay, um, yes, because Norwegian Sea Support Hold Norway. Baltic successfully took uh, Denmark, supported by Sweden. Yep. Germany and has retreated to Helgoland Bike. Yep. Um, Warsaw successfully moved to Silesia, as yes, Silesia moved to Berlin. To Berlin, okay. Galicia successfully moved to Budapest, supported by Vienna. And that is a disband. Disband. Stuff you, Austria. Uh, Budapest tried to take Romania, fucked up. You tried to take... Serbia didn't and it didn't work, work out. But then again, it didn't work out for. Oh, it's smart actually. We had con to Bulgaria supported by Aegean. Yep. Otherwise, Bulgaria would have probably fallen. Correct. And yeah, Eastern Med to the Ionian. That didn't work. Like, Italy's just sitting around doing fuck all. Just supporting himself with his finger up his ass. Right, so. Um, France has moved successfully Burgundy to Ruhr. Burgundy to Ruhr. Supported by France, England and Belgium. And then successfully backfilled Paris to Burgundy. Supported by Marseille and Picardy. And Edinburgh moved to North Sea. Okay. Rightio. So can we get rid of Serbia now? Is that... Yeah, we should do. Well, we, we, we easily should be able to. So, um, particularly if we do Bulgaria to Serbia, con to Bulgaria, supported by Aegean, we should be right. Don't you think? Yep, that should work. Yep, let's do that. And then you need to start giving me some builds. Nah, I'm not fuck gonna... you, you don't need anything. <laughs> 
Eastern Med to move to Ionian, Romania, support move to Serbia from Bulgaria, a GNC supports move to Bulgaria from Constantinople, Bulgaria moves to Serbia. Now, in the north, I'm wondering, do I start doing something, you know, like sending love from Cilicia to Berlin or Cilicia to Munich? I don't know if the bots read love. Okay. Isn't there like some type of science fiction story around that? Put a gay dicks to Android's dream of electronic sheep or something? Yeah, like, no, that's the robot's dream or something computer's dream, you know? Android's dream of electronic sheep. Yeah, but what about love? Do they understand love? I don't know, it's a whole Blade Runner problem. Like, do they? Can they pass the Turing test? And even if they could, they'd be programmed them to pass it or is it? I don't know. Skynet's coming, Bambi. Skynet's coming. Very high fidelity. <laughs> um, look, I'm going I'm to test that love theory. You're not going to get an undying friend from the boss. No, I'm not. But at worst case scenario, if France is going to, if France and England are working together, and England's at war with me, I need to try to stop them. Which means maybe I can kind of prop up Germany for a bit longer. Give it a go. So I'm going to do Cilicia. Hoping to prop him up by taking some of the supply centres and helping him at the front line. Support hold Munich. Now, Sweden, St. P. What are we doing about so Vienna? Vienna can just... I don't know, Vienna can just support... It doesn't have to do shit, actually. So, Denmark, St. P. Sweden. Thoughts? Um... That army's not very friendly in Norway, is it? No, so we've got English Army Norway, English Fleet Norwegian Sea, North Sea, Skagerrak. St. Petersburg to Norway. Now, wouldn't it be Sweden to Norway again, supported by St. Pete? And Denmark to Skagerrak? Cut support. See that? I'm, I'm thinking he's probably going to do that. Okay, listeners, they can't see the board. Explain it. I'm thinking he's probably going to go North Sea to Norway, supported by Norwegian Sea. Sweden to Norway, supported by Skagerrak. <laughs> so in which case, you think Denmark case, should support whole Sweden? I'm thinking... Denmark support whole Sweden. No, I'm thinking St. Petersburg supports Sweden to Denmark. That's what it's going to do anyway. And I was going to kind of cut Skagerrak with Denmark. Or should I cut Skagerrak North moves sea? to the North Sea. So if it fucks up, you can get into the North Sea. So should I attack North Sea or Skagerrak with Denmark? North Sea. I don't know. Of course, Germany might just be a prick and decide to go Heligoland and Kiel attack Denmark. But Probably will. 
So Denmark is going to go North Sea. Wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if it worked? <laughs> Even just the position. And then pop down to the English Channel and just, just go, no, fucking nuts. Sometimes it's fun to do that type of thing in the game, isn't it? Just to get past the, you know, insurmountable. Right. What have we got? I'm just trying to finalise my moves. I've got too many units now. If only you had an interactive map. It would be so much easier, Pan. So I'm going to save and I'm going to check my, uh, my previews so I don't fuck up too much. Right, Sweden to, I'm putting Sweden to Norway, supported by St. P, Denmark to North Sea, Cilicia support hold Munich, Vienna support hold Budapest, Budapest supporting Bulgaria to Serbia. Is that right? Bulgaria is indeed moving to Serbia. Yep. Con to Bulgaria, which I assume is Aegean supporting. Con to Bulgaria. Yep. Supported by the Aegean. Yep. Right, so ready now? Yep. Okay, I'm waiting for someone to ready up. That might be you. Fucking vented ready. Christ, and it's shit Mate, you need to change your, um, change your network. This could be an ad. It could be an ad. Right, so how did it go? Loading. Here for refresh, so I'm waiting. Okay, well I've got the I've got the orders came in. How'd it go down south? It was a bit of a win all round. Bulgaria successfully took Serbia. Con successfully took Bulgaria. <laughs> You're not gonna fucking believe this, Kana. Yeah, what? Denmark successfully moved to the North Sea. Because <laughs> North Sea moved to Heligoland Bike. Alright, so let's work this through. So This is a fucking... Jeez. So you're still in Sweden. Still in Sweden. Gagarak moved to Denmark. Denmark moved to the North Sea. North Sea moved to Heligoland Bike, yeah. And Heligoland did... Must have got disbanded. Okay, Holland supported illegal and now Holland North supported illegal. Yep. Yeah, North Sea the illegal. So, so that got Germany's blocked. Um, um, my move for both, sorry, Cilicia trying to hold Munich didn't work out, and Munich is subsequent. So the German in Munich has now retreated to Bohemia, with the French now in Ruhr and Munich. So there should be no army in Picardy or Picardy. Burgundy. Should be in Burgundy. So armies in Burgundy, Ruhr and Munich for the French. Uh, Bulgaria successfully took Serbia, which retreated to Albania. So Austria's down just to Greece. Yes. So as we finalise fall 904, Greece is down to one. Turkey, not Turkey, fuck. Italy's just sitting around doing fuck all. It hasn't changed its move for ages. So you've got builds, haven't you? I've got two builds. Do you want to stick them in? Do you have any builds? No. Oh, so what do you reckon? I reckon 
start letting me into some build dogs? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to just take out Ankara, take out Smeeta. <laughs> um, the funny part about this is I'm finding this is not as easy as the last alliance we've had. Probably because it's a more traditional, traditional alliance going on. Yep. Even with a couple of you know wacky moves and shit. So I'm thinking Germany's just down to two. Presumably Kiel and Berlin. Yes, that would be it. So we need to build an army in Warsaw. Yeah, and just take out Berlin. Um, and you need to build an army in Moscow, don't you? Yeah, I reckon. Unless you're going to hold your build for later on. Nah. Hopefully you can cause some havoc with that fleet in the North Sea. Oh, I plan to. Right, so we're going to go Warsaw and Moscow. Yep. Done? Save, ready. Refresh. Right, so we have builds in Moscow and Warsaw. Austria is disbanding Albania. Yep. Germany disbands Bohemia. Bohemia, huh? England builds Fleet London. England Fleet London. France Fleet Brest. France Fleet Brest. I wonder if that's to move to the English channels. But is it to be used to support England or to take out England? I think you could support yourself into Norway from the North Sea. So St. Pete supports North Sea into Norway. Sorry, Sweden and St. Pete support it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he'll then retreat to Finland and put pressure on St. Pete, though. But it'll actually just be the one unit. It'll be the one unit. So that's okay. Unless you want to sort of try and get into the English Channel or Edinburgh or... Well, I don't know. What do you reckon? I reckon Norwegian Sea is going to try to cover Edinburgh. London will tap North Sea anyway. Yeah. And Brest is probably going to pop an English Channel just to stop me kind of moving into there. Yep. In the south... um... Do we go... Bulgaria to Greece, Romania to Bulgaria? I was going to go Serbia to Greece, supported by Bulgaria, supported by Aegean Sea, Eastern Med Cut Ionian, Romania to Serbia. That's a good idea. All right, let's do that. And then I can support you from Budapest, and then we can take out, start taking out Trieste. All right, Serbia, move to Greece. Romania, move to Serbia. Eastern Med, kills Ionian. GNC supports move to Greece from Serbia. Oh. Right, so for listeners, so they don't just have to listen to music, um, I put in about half of my orders because it takes a little bit longer than Kana. Army at Sweden support move to Norway from North Sea. I've already put in about three other units. 
Um, we're going to go Warsaw to Prussia. Have Silesia support Warsaw to Prussia. Don't you reckon? Silesia supports Warsaw to Prussia. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yep. Moscow to what? Backfill Warsaw? Or should I move it to Livonia for nothing bad, fucking better to do? I'd, I'd be tempted to keep it on the St. Petersburg border. Right, so what, Livonia or just keep it in St. Pete? Or just keep it in Moscow? I'm in Livonia, maybe? Livonia, you want to do something with it? Yeah, spice up a bit. Now, we said that Bulgaria was going to support support move of Serbia to Greece, is that right? Um, Serbia's moving to Greece, yep. And Romania's moving to Serbia. And Vienna's just going to fucking not do much to support whole bulk. Third test at the moment, we're not going to show our hand to the Italian yet. Save that. Preview it so I don't fuck up too much. A lot of people have gone, Kane. It was loud for a bit. It was loud for a bit, but it's not that bad now. Okay, so I think we're good. My phone's fucked. I don't think I can do this. Oh, really? I'm happy to Have you ready? This. Have I'm you ready? ready to just go on the widescreen again. Uh, it didn't work because I read it and it's still saying it's waiting for orders. Now I need to quit the bloody program. Instant gratification kick is not working. How about if I get you another beer? Will that make you happier? Another oat thingy? Oat stout? So it's got me on save, even though I hit ready like a gazillion and one times. Ready? Maybe I just need to wait for you to ready up first and then I hit ready. And then I get the ear. Do you want me to unready? Or give me a ready? I'm already ready. You ready before me? Alright. Grease worked. Oh, so it's in. Yep. Your thing worked at last. Yep. So, Serbia successfully took Greece. What was this? So that was spring. Support from Bulgaria, Romania moves to Serbia. Greece retreats to Albania. Aegean to Ionian. Bounce. No, it's Eastern Med to Ionian. That's what I said. Yep. Um, Warsaw moves to Prussia. Yep. Livonia. Moscow to Livonia. Livonia. Petersburg supports North Cedars Norway. Bounce. Oh, that fucking bloody... Denmark moves to Sweden. North Cedar Norway supported whole by Norwegian, whilst Denmark cut Sweden. Rest moved to the um, Mid-Atlantic Ocean. Mid-Atlantic Ocean moves to the Mediterranean. Isn't that a pain in the ass? I could have just, just moved into Edinburgh. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it this turn. What do you reckon, this turn? Do it. Um, well, should I do something cheeky like... Um, Marseille moves to Piedmont. North Sea to Edinburgh, English Channel. Ooh! Do you see France? Yeah. Marseille to Piedmont. Nice move from France. About fucking time. He started growing some balls. Right time too. Well, shall I go get that beer now? Oh, I think so. 
Pause it. I know I met you. Oh, sorry, you of course saw No, go. No, no, it's okay. Okay, All we're right. back with fucking Jesus oh, Christ. Shit. I almost lost a glass. Alright, cheers. Alright, so we've made the decision. We're going to wrap up this fall, otherwise, this is going to turn into one epic podcast. Well, yeah, um, once, you had, once you had David's interview in and all this shit, yeah. you'll be like four hour mark and you'll be going, unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what we'll do is we'll um, pause this on WebDip, pick it up at a later date. But we will play We'll finish off this particular round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, I've got an army in Greece. Nice. Which is pretty good, but I'm thinking we could do better. Okay. I'm thinking Trieste is open to an attack from Serbia. Hell yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So what would happen then? You'd go Greece to Serbia. No, no. I'm thinking Bulgaria supports Greece to hold. Serbia moves to Trieste, supported by Budapest and Vienna. And the Eastern Med... <gasps> moves to the Ionian supported by the Aegean because the one and only leftover Austrian unit that's just been retreated as a fleet, fleet yeah. so it can't do shit about the, the um, Serbia you're right correct so what Serbia Trieste with Budapest and Vienna support yep uh, Greece is what holding is that what you said yep supported by Bulgaria you yeah me and what Aegean and, and Eastern Med are going to have a double tap again on um, Ionia. Yep. Okay, cool. So, do I go Cilicia to Berlin supported by Prussia? Um, because otherwise... I would. That gives you a good... Um, that gives you two on Munich. Yep. And I can do the usual St. P. Sweden thing to Norway or whatever. What do you reckon about North Sea? You reckon I go crack the Edinburgh just for a bit of fun? Or do I go a bit of crack at, <coughs> at English Channel? And then swing around the back into the Irish Sea and smash Liverpool up? Honestly, France is looking like going to be our major contender in this game. Yeah. Um, even though England's giving you the headache at the moment. Um, so what, you think English Channel? We're going to start terrorising Brest. Oh, I'll sneak into Edinburgh. So, because it's full, just go for Edinburgh. Now, next time round, go for English Channel. Is that what you say? Yeah. All right, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, North Sea is going to move to Edinburgh. We'll try the Sweden to Norway thing again. Seems to be holding off the day off, so... Yeah, it doesn't seem too bright. I think if I was playing against Peter McNamara as England, it would be a totally different story. You'd be shitting bricks right about now. Yep. My position would be nowhere near as favourable, I can tell you that right now. Um, oh, that reminds me. Um... I got a request that came through from um, Zach Moore, I think, oh. around the Virtual Diplomacy League. Okay. There is a... Let me just bring up the message from him. Oh, I know, it was in Twitter or something. 
Yeah, so on Sunday, the 26th of September, at 5.30, there's a, a virtual diplomacy league game that's been held, held for Melbourne time. Oh. So it would cool. be like one of those things where it's being done on a bit of backstabber, a bit of... What's that other thing called? Discord. Yeah. And like we can kind of go head to head. Do I need to put Discord on my computer? Can I, I'd have to not do it through my phone, right? We'll talk about that later. But yeah. yeah, you can kind of... Mine's on phone and on computer. Okay. I found computer was a little bit easier. Provided you've got your, your voice activated within your computer and your mic and shit. 24th of September. No, 26th of September. Well, that falls on my, um, falls on a break. Well, yes, a Sunday, too. 5.30. I can, I can probably do that. I think I could probably do that. So I think 5.30 in the afternoon, Australian Eastern Coast time, would be something absolutely batshit stupid for American listeners. But our English and European friends could probably do that. Would be able to jump in. That'd be the equivalent of jumping in on Sunday morning. Okay. Well, send me that info. I'd be interested. I will. Now, why do I get into that? Why? Can't remember. Don't know. But make your move. What are you doing? No, I can't remember. Um, oh yeah, I was talking about something. Budapest and Vienna supporting Serbia to Trieste. Uh, support move to. Yes, from where? Serbia. Serbia. Budapest support same. Support move to Trias from Serbia. Actually helps saying this out loud because I wasn't picking up. Bulgaria, what's Bulgaria doing? Bulgaria. South Coast. What are you doing? Supporting Greece to hold? Doesn't yeah. matter. Huh? Doesn't matter. But you're using... What's Greece doing for you? Nothing. This is going to just sit there? Unless I support the Aegean into the Ionian, then Bulgaria can move to the Aegean. How's that sound? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So I just flip that around. Fucking fucking loads. Hey, when I was getting our last lot of beers... Have you noticed the length of that the bartender's dreadlocks? Yeah, they're down to his ass. They're past his ass. Past his ass. They're like past the the curvature of the ass. <laughs> Not that I noticed this as a heterosexual man, but it's growing though, doesn't it? Like, I mean, that is. How many years would that take? Well, yeah, good question. How many years would it take? Um, well, I, I can't really speak because I'm starting to go bald on top, you know, but... I thought it's just a design oh, no. feature. Like, like how long does a human hair take to grow down to your shoulders? I mean, that's probably the longest I've ever grown my hair for. What, as a mullet? Undercut. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, when was that? Back in the 90s? Back in the day, man! <laughs> Oh, I had some pretty mean... I had a pretty mean mullet when I was, what, fuck, 15 years ago living in the UK. <laughs> mullet, I can see you. I can't see you with a mullet. Can you? <laughs> it's an awesome mullet. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't really... Yeah, it probably was half mullet. What am I going to do with Livonia? 
can't do fuck with it really. Just let it sit there. I was like, sit there. So I'm just getting angry at this fucking. I'm not gonna ready mine because you want to do it a certain way. That's not over my game, man. Oh, here we go. I need to not ready that. And Eastern Med is supporting move. Actually, to... I'm gonna move Livonia to Warsaw just to kind of. I don't think I'm gonna get it built anyway, so it's really matter. And I really need to kind of plug the gap around Bartemia. It's going to take a while to get there, but I think that's important. Okay. Right, Serbia's going to Trieste, correct? Serbia is... Going to Trieste. Moving to Trieste. And Bulgaria's going to move to a GNC because the GNC is going to try to go for Ionia. The GNC is now moving to Ionia. Right, so we're ready up now. Have you ready? You ready first. I thought you are meant to ready first. No, because I just end up with all sorts of trouble. You ready? And then I'm ready after you. I'm ready. Ready? Alright, I'll hit ready. I get the refresh button. We'll um, just fill for the next 10 minutes. Here. Oh, did it work? It did, it actually did. Okay, retreats. I don't have any orders to fill, do you? I just go straight to builds. Oh, we got Ionian! Ooh, that's nice. That is super nice. Because ah, oh, Italy you lost started. Berlin, you lost, <laughs> you lost Sweden, bounced in Edinburgh. Ooh, that's a nice little. I lost Sweden, but I got Norway. You did get Norway. But then England's moved into Finland. But that's that's okay. Ah, oh, except for the fact I moved to Warsaw. Fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Why'd you move to Warsaw? Ah, oh, because I was talking about plugging the hole down near Silesia Bohemia one. Okay. But mind you, I got to build, so it doesn't matter. I just build Army Moscow to keep myself safe. So I've got a build. How many builds did you get? Uh, should be two, I think. You got one. One? Yeah. No, I should have two. Yeah, I think you got one. Serbia and Greece? Bottom says one. You got Ankara, Smyrna, Romania, Serbia, Greece. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Okay, I'm having trouble with my bloody this loading time is just killing Do we want to at least just build um, first? Yeah, Actually, okay. if we go build, build and then just save and then um, pause. we won't... Yeah, yeah, and then we'll pause. Uh, we click pause now. Are you sure well, you want to cast this vote? Yes, I do. I'm going to build an army in Smyrna because you can convoy that to Apulia then, can't you? Army Smyrna. Uh, yes. That'd be good. Unless you want to... Um, uh, I was going to say, the alternative would be you get like a fleet up into Albania. No, you're going to, you're going to be greedy, you're going to go to the Apulia? No, I've just paused it. Can we do the other ones while we're here? What other ones? Just cancelling them? No, just pause them because they're all good, except for G1. That one. Okay, so if we go to G1, how do I cancel it? Just go cancel? Yep. Okay. And then you want to cancel, so you want to pause. Pause G the rest, which G are interesting combos. They are interesting. But let's pause this because we'll do a, a Patreon oh. episode. Yeah, okay. Guys, so, thank you very much, listeners. We will pick up this game later on. Ambi will put photos and images up on what's happening. Yes. Yep. Sounds fun. All right. Awesome. Till next time.